He does leave it for Rojas. What a free kick from the Kiwi. Finally passed Margush. And doesn't it provide memories of Guy Fickler from a, almost the same blade of grass? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. There you had it. It's, uh, it's not the final whistle yet because it is 1-0 in this 78th minute between Melbourne victory and Adelaide United. As you heard, Marco Rojas scoring in the 66th minute with thanks to Fox Sports. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Saturday night fever edition of the Four Diegos, as I said. We've got a big show for you tonight. Thanks to our JLT Cup uh, Guys, callers, Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby and Vinnie Venezuela, you're in the house. Good Welcome. evening, Rodrigo. Now tell me this, Rodders, if it's the pre-final whistle, whistle show, but it's is it the pre-Saturday night fever show, therefore is it the Blue Light Disco? <laughs> okay, well, no, let's call it the Blue Light Disco edition because this half hour is... For the kiddies. For the kiddies, of course. <laughs> you have to be over 18 for uh, to join the Diego's after 10 o'clock. But we're in a bit earlier tonight. Um, we're actually uh, we're going to do some NPL... Uh, around the grounds as well. Warren Diego, welcome to you. Good evening, Rodrigo. And I was counselled just before the show started <laughs> about the fact that we've got to immerse ourselves in everything Melbourne victory tonight. So anybody who wants to call me up about Melbourne City apparently can't do so until after 11.30. <laughs> and also what I'm going to immerse myself in is not the result if no, it goes you, the way that it is. Well, you wouldn't I'm going to immerse myself in the growing discontent Ooh. behind the scenes. Where? With Ben Kalfalar, Kevin Musket, and Melbourne Victory Management, and Ollie Bazanic as well. He's not happy. So there's issues there behind the scenes with Melbourne Victory. Oh, so I'm going to immerse myself in that because, let's face it, I mean, my under 12 girls could probably beat Adelaide the way they're travelling. So it's not a big result, nothing to really talk about. With respect, Warren, everyone's owned out. Keep going. Oh, sorry. Go, go, Carlos. Do we have to introduce you Carlos? A, you finished abruptly there in video. I'm sorry. Sorry. But uh, Carlos Alberto, you're here as well. Welcome to you. By the way, listeners, this is uh, usually a warm-up. That's why there's so much mucking around going at the moment. Uh, Warren, you know, I'll, I'll address those problems, those deep, deep, deep problems that Victory's got after they win 3-0 tonight quite comprehensively. <laughs> yes. Ah, okay. uh, yes. It feels yep. like we're chaperoning in the blue light disco before we actually go to the disco ourselves it's at true. 10 o'clock. But no, we've got a big show for you tonight, and the show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Thanks to our sponsors who've been fantastic for the Diegos all year. In the earlier game tonight, Wellington Phoenix defeated Brisbane Raw mm. 2-1, and after the game on at the moment between Victory and Adelaide, uh, Perth Glory take on Western Sydney Wanderers. So let's uh, let's talk a bit about the game, guys. And um, so far, it's which uh, game? Uh, well, this game, Melbourne oh, Victory okay. versus 
Adelaide. Thank you for that, Warren. Um, it's the 81st minute. So let's start with you, Carlos. What have you made of this game so far? Oh, it's pretty much, uh, except for the first 10 minutes or so, when Adelaide came out firing and uh, and they had uh, victory scrambling a bit in their own box. But really, the rest of the game has been just all victory. Uh, it, they've taken a while to break them down. And uh, it was a fantastic goal by Rojas' uh, set piece at the end that did it. But Troisi's just been buzzing around. He's playing He's playing uh, shop window football for Ange Postacoglu. He's in that... Uh, he's there. He's, yes. at, he's having the party pie. He's in the corporate area next to Anthony DiPetro. And, uh, and it's just really there, uh, <laughs> just, a, just a show. It's an audition for uh, uh, Joey, um, sorry, James Troisi. Uh, uh, obviously, with Tommy Rogic being out with injury, he looks like he may be selected for the Socceroos too. So it's a bit of a, a Troisi show tonight. And I think uh, victory of, you know, it's been a plucky Adelaide. Plucky, they've tried hard, but just never really threatened that much that we thought that they would uh, defeat Victory tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, look, I think uh, Victory are in a really good patch at the moment, and uh, I'm, I'm liking the way they're just moving that ball around and still uh, prodding, and, and, and they're going to get another. I can just feel it in, in my loins. We will let uh, our listeners know, whoever gets the next goal. Uh, Warren, what are, you, what are you thinking so far? No, well, I think, um, to be fair to Victory, and as much as it pains me to say it, and it genuinely does. They've built really well after that little patch of, what, three games without a victory after a long run of successive victories. I think they've built on their performance from last week going to Central Coast and beating them comprehensively 3-0 last week. They've pretty much come out. I mean, look, much of your performance, I think, revolves around a couple of key players. And I think, you know, Rojas and, and Teresi, if they play well for Melbourne victory, they're going to be a mighty hard team to beat. And that's regardless of who they play. Absolutely. Well, I told you we'd bring you the next goal, and Victory have just scored uh, their second goal. Uh, Bessart Barisha scoring an absolute beauty with the outside of his foot. Um, it's 2-0 now in the 83rd minute. Vinny, you, you called it. I did. I did. And when you you know what? It's particularly beautiful to see the a goal scored with the outside of the, the shoe. I think it, it's cocky. We saw one last it's night confidence. too, didn't we, Warren? No, we won't acknowledge that one from last night. We'll probably say Barisha's is better, but uh, Nick Fitzgerald did score a handy goal last night. Okay, let's have a listen to the goal as uh, with thanks to Fox Sports. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have a listen to that. I'm just listening to it in my headphones. So sorry, I thought I'd uh, bring you along with me. But uh, no, Kosovonian. I'm not sure, Warren. But International. Kos- but anyway, um, look at this embrace between. Uh, anyway, we're, we're talking. We're we're calling That's the game. Love there. Hey, in a, in, a, in a little while, where as I said, we're going to go around the grounds uh, in the NPL. There's a couple of uh, well, it's three big games and. Uh, Avondale uh, taking on South Melbourne, Heidelberg uh, playing St Albans, and Pascoe Vale uh, took on Hume. We'll get all the uh, all the all the stats uh, with, with through those games with thanks to Football Federation Victoria. So um, so again, um, let, let's talk about uh, how victory of re- they've really just taken Adelaide apart in this game. In the second half, in the last twenty minutes, um, Adelaide have looked like where they're positioned on the lad- on the table. I think absolutely. Yeah, look, I, you know, victory. Uh, like I said, they have their moments where um, they're, you know, in games where, you know, the other side... They're if, rare, though, if, Carlos, yeah, seriously. Yeah. If, if, they're, if they're actually uh, in a competitive mood, they'll beat anyone in the competition. Uh, but they have their moments. They, like I said, I thought Adelaide started really well tonight. It's only first 10 minutes or so, and then you can just see... Uh, victory just warm into it and start getting possession of the ball, start winning the uh, the second balls, and also, um, you know, imposing themselves in midfield. Because I thought early, uh, Thirio, Karuska, um, the uh, Kim Kim Jae Sung was a was, was a good player, and also Baba Diawara 
the big uh, Senegalese mm. centre forward who looks a player. He really does look a player. Played in Spain, has played in Portugal too. So um, I thought that they really started really well. But it was very impressive the way Victory got into the game. They they worked their way back in. And really, you know, for most of the game, Adelaide have been, you know, scrambled and they've scratched and clawed and they've tried their best. But really the class of Melbourne Victory mm. in the end has, uh, has shone. They've got no one at the pointy end to actually uh, penetrate, unfortunately. And there's a lot of movement, but not much um, glory for all that work that they put in, I reckon. Adelaide probably planning for next year. I mean, as much as they're playing Asian Champions League, they're not going to, I think, have any real chance of going through to the next phase of the Asian Champions League. And you never know, Claudio Ranieri could turn up as their manager (laughs) next year because you need some sort of, I think... Look, I don't know how in-depth the sort of the internal review of Adelaide has been in this period with Guillaume Moore, who's clearly on his way out. But the way that they've declined over the last 12 months, as much as they lost a couple of key players... Oh, hang on. They, they lost Goodwin. They yeah. lost uh, Mork. They lo- I mean, they, they were just champions in that last in that run uh, to the finals. Kamau scored in the grand final. I mean, these guys... And Sanchez is a guy they... Yeah, but they're the key players, Carlos. I mean... They're key players. Those, yeah, but those not guys are not key you know, Isaias, Thirio, they're still all there. Yeah, a big one too. Still, I mean, you're the so you're giving them excuses for the way they've played this season. They haven't replaced. I'm not. I'm not giving them excuses. I'm just saying they lost those players and they haven't replaced them. So there needs to be an internal review of why the hell they haven't replaced them. Well, simple. Look, it's clear that you've never been. <laughs> in a professional club before environment, you've never coached no, that level, and you true. never will, Warren. Yeah, that's true. It's just clear that you know that there's other extenuating factors around this. I think ultimately, what are the other extenuating factors? It sounds because that sounds a bit like downsizing. You, know, you lose, you lose a player, uh, a player like Goodwin, who you one can't. The, is he replaceable? Is he? He is replaceable, but you've got to get him for the right price. You've got to get him for from uh, the place where. So they didn't have the money. Compare, well, like no, it's not that they didn't have the money. There's a salary cap issue, and also so when players time, go out, you've got their salaries to replace them with. Yes, Carlos. Firstly, is there any player? So you're defending mediocrity. Is there, is there any player in Australia that could have, who was off contract, that could have replaced Goodwin? Why are you so Can, defensive you know, of let's Adelaide? Go through, let's go through your recruiting. Why are you so defensive of Adelaide and so critical Which of Wellington? Which player in Australia was off contract? That could replace Goodwin or be better than Goodwin. Well, clearly I've never coached at a professional okay. level, so, so I don't you know don't who. Know. Okay, but so, surely he's not irreplaceable. Right. The other places they go, they go to Spain to recruit. They go to Africa to recruit. Why couldn't they, go, they got Josh Rose? Because for instance. it's who's available around the Josh world Rose was in available? the transfer windows. Josh Rose. You're saying Josh Rose is a is a Craig Goodwin? Are you are you kidding me? He's a better replacement than what they've it's got. Clear, it's clear that you've not even been in the pub room. <laughs> they could have got Manny Musket. <laughs> Don't forget, boys. I just don't know why you're so critical of Wellington and so so defensive of Adelaide. Are you? I'm saying to you that Guillermoor will make his decision. Guillermoor's gone, Carlos. It's up to him whether he goes or not. Uh, If he, by the way, if he stays, the club will get rid of him. But he'll make that decision. (laughs) He'll make that decision to go. I'm pretty sure. And don't don't write off the Aloisi boys coming to town. Well, if they and that'll be a completely different club. 
with a D. Uh, so you, got, DNA. you want to get go on the record that they're likely to end up in Adelaide, the Aloisi boys. Well, it could be a possibility. It could, but maybe not next year because they're pretty much entrenched at Brisbane. But you know, there's a problem with Brisbane too. You know, they're, they're not necessarily paying the players on time, and, and you know, some players won't necessarily re-sign for him. I mean, there, there's reasons why uh, they may not stay there. But you know, you have to ask the Aloisi boys. But it's a possibility, Warren. Okay, yep. we've got two and a half hours to talk football tonight. Let's speculate. Look, guys, this is, don't forget. You know, we need to set a good example for the kiddies because it is the yep. blue light edition of Saturday Night Fever. So you well, two, stop him yeah. being so nasty to me. No, no, I think that's uh, interesting discussion. But uh, as I said, it's uh, it's two or two one, two nil rather at the moment. Melbourne victory, dangerous in front of lead, Adelaide. Yeah, dangerous, dangerous lead. No, no, three, three's dangerous. When, yeah. when it's in the 89th minute, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not so sure. But let's have a listen to Bessart Barisha's goal do as we called have to? by yes, we do by Ed Wyatt for SEN on Aussie Digital and the coverage on the SEN app. Let's have a listen. Forward to Rojas. Barisha, I think he knows a collision. That's what people yell at. Barisha's still going. Topo. Oh! Out of nowhere. Barisha with a beautiful, beautiful goal. He's one and one all night. He always wants one. And he got it. That was all Bessard Barisha. The action slowed. There was some debate over a foul. Barisha kept going. Put it in the back of the net. It's 2-0. There's Ed Wyatt. They're calling the goal um, on Aussie Digital and the SEN app. So there you go, uh, Bessart Barisha. It was a lovely goal. Can I say something controversial? Oh, Vinny, great. Possibly. Let's do it. Like, given Bess's form, mm-hmm. right, and Fornaroli's inability to sort of really stand out. Oh. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Stop. All I'm saying, because I think, I think Fornaroli's genuinely a great player, so I, I know I'm going to respect, the, you know, Fornaroli. Keep going, uh, Vinny. Inc. Good. That's good. Because, you know, your sign just upsets me there, Warren. No, no. But is it fair to say that Bess is the prong man extraordinaire of um, the A-League? The, well, I, well, in my opinion, right now is he, he is, given, yeah. given that he's on top. But um, yeah, Fornaroli, we'll talk about Fornaroli a little bit later on, uh, Vinny, um, Warren, as well. It is actually 2-1. It's a dangerous lead, it Rodrigo. You're, you're right, you. Carlos. Even I, in the 89th minute. I tried to, you know, make our victory listeners calm down a little bit, but it is 2-1. It was a muck-up by Geria, too. It yeah. uh, didn't clear the ball, and uh, Elrich came in behind and just lashed it in. I tell you, <laughs> you make one mistake in the game. <laughs> he's had a great game, Geria, but for that little moment. And Vinny, the momentum's now with Adelaide. <laughs> They reckon they've got to sniff now. It is. It's, uh, there's three and a half minutes left. There's four yeah. minutes of injury time in this game. I think they're warming up Salt Shire <laughs> just to bring them home. Hey, let's take a break now. And um, yeah, we'll take a break now. And we'll come back to you with the result of Melbourne victory and Adelaide United right here on uh, Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. FC, now here's an opportunity and a goal just like that. I start singing their praises, they go to sleep, and Tarek Elrich ends up flicking the ball into the back of the net, just like that. As the sign goes up, four minutes left, plenty of time. There you go, and uh, it's finished at uh, Amy Park, Melbourne victory. And there you go, a bit of BGs in the background on Saturday Night Fever. Rodrigo, 2-1 they against were. Adelaide United. Rojas and Barisha scoring for victory, and Elrich uh, scoring for Adelaide 
uh, right towards the end there. We'll get you a crowd figure very, very shortly tonight. Uh, in the earlier game, Wellington Phoenix defeated Brisbane Raw 2-1 in an upset victory, and uh, we'll give you frequent updates uh, throughout the couple of hours um, of the Perth Glory and Western Sydney Wanderers game at NIB Stadium. Uh, very interesting. We'll, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the game very, very shortly, of course. Uh, we'll take your calls on on the game, of course, on 94291116, or send us a text message on 0433981116. But we're going to take... Uh, we're in the blue light disco version of Saturday Night Fever <laughs> with the Diegos, and we want, before 10 o'clock, we want to go around the grounds in the NPL, um, Football Federation Victoria's NPL competition, of course, and uh, our first man at the Avondale and uh, South Melbourne game. It's uh, welcome to the Four Diegos NPL correspondents, <laughs> uh, Anthony Nuzako. Good day, Anthony, and welcome to the show. Good evening, gents. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure, Rodrigo here, Vinny, Warren and Carlos. Hey, Anthony, tell us about what happened at this game tonight. Oh, look, boys, it was a fantastic night for Avondale FC and for everyone um, that's been involved with the club for a long time. Um, whenever you play South Melbourne, it's always going to be a battle and tonight was no different. Um, our boys fought hard, a bit of a scrappy first half um, and, you know, nil-nil at the break. The boys had to um, change a few things around. Um, the coaching staff brought on Johnny Germano in the second half and he really changed the game for us. And you know, we got that decisive goal with 20 minutes left to go and it was a very nerve-wracking last 20 minutes. And uh, luckily enough, Chris Oldfield, our keeper, made two fantastic saves in stoppage time and we held on for one nil win. So it was a great result all around tonight. Anthony, is Avondale Heights, is, it, is this the Cinderella story that's just we're on the cusp of, is it going to happen for them? Look, I don't want to compare us to Leicester City or anyone like that. <laughs> no, no, you're the Diego's correspondent. You should. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, it's been a fantastic um, rise in the last five, six years. Um, I've been at the club for 15 years now. And, you know, from the Provisional League two days, we've made our way up to the NPL and um, basically, you know, just improved year on year. And, you know, three wins from three starts this year. It's, it's been nothing short of fantastic. And all the hard work that the coaches put in, um, you know, it's showing on the park and, Yet to concede a goal is um, my proudest um, part of the, the stats at the moment. So, Anthony, it's Carlos. Uh, last year, they, uh, Avondale finished about mid-table, I believe, and uh, and it was a you know solid year for them in the, in a pretty competitive NPL. What's changed this year for you guys to start off with a bit of a flyer? Yeah, definitely. Look, last year we lost our first five games, and you know whenever you, you get off on a bad start, it's always hard to catch up. Um, this year, we've brought in some experience. Um, we thought at the back we needed a bit more experience to shore up things. Um, bringing in Chris Oldfield, who won Goalkeeper of the Year last year, and a couple of the, the Hume City boys at the back, um, they've been fantastic. And look, their, their um, experience has filtered through, um, and some of the young boys have really stepped up. So I'd say that experience coming in has really helped us um, to start this year very well. Anthony, I know, you're, um, you know your allegiance is a lie with Avondale, but... I'm wondering from afar, South Melbourne are in crisis. Yes, you think there should be some heads roll at the club based on what you saw tonight? And nah, you can go, no one from South Melbourne's listening, so you won't play them for another 12 or 14 weeks or so. So you can say they're in crisis and they need to replace some players. Anthony, was there sobbing in the dressing room after the. Did you hear sobbing? Uh, there was a few banging against the walls from the South boys as they went into the rooms. But, now uh, look, you know, a lot of people in, in, in football have got short memories. You know, South of the champions were three games in, 23 to go. I mean, yes, they haven't got a, uh, got a win yet, but, look, I, I wouldn't be uh, rolling heads at, at South. Um, you know, they've just got to, you know, plug away and things will turn. That's disappointing, that Anthony. <laughs> it's very disappointing. Well, I answered, would have thought Anthony, you would have Anthony, said the goalkeeper, the, the striker and the coach. The Diego voice of reason says that was really well... Responded to, mate. 
Well done. Very good. Look, when I go home, I'll have a quad beer and a bit of a laugh to myself, but no. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> you should always do that. Uh, hey, Anthony, thanks for that. Thanks for the update. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Anthony, just before you go really quickly, when's yeah. the Avondale A-League bid <laughs> being put together? Well, look, I won't uh, spill too many beans, but once we're, we're hopefully negotiating a lease for a ground very shortly, so maybe a couple of years down the track still for us. Good very on you, mate. Good. Thanks for your time there, Anthony. Really appreciate Thanks, that. Guys. There's two. Anthony Nuzako there from Avondale FC. They defeated South Melbourne 1-0 in the third game of the NPL. He was, look, for me, he tried to keep a lid on it just a little bit too much. Well, I think he should have been cock-a-hoop myself. <laughs> he tried to be impartial, but he clearly wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> hey, let's go to around the grounds again to the Pasco Vale versus Hume game and Lorcan Matthews is our the Four Diego's correspondent NPL of course. G'day Lorcan and welcome to the Four Diego's. Boys, how's it going? Thanks yeah. for having me on. Hey, no, no worries at all. Tell us what happened tonight. Uh, nil little draw here at CB Smith Reserve. Uh, really intriguing first half though. Um, some wonderful attacking football. Uh, some long range shots from Gasparis for Pascal and then Bolin for Hume um, firing some blistering shots from deep. Uh, tension seemed to flare towards the end of the first half though with some cynical fouls on uh, Pascal's Joseph Yusuf, sparking some push and shove late on um, to close out that first half. Uh, and- to the boys' credit, though, um, they came out firing in the second half. Um, they dominated the midfield exchange and um, played some brilliant balls. Um, to our target man up front, David Van Skip, obviously son of former uh, Melbourne City manager, John Van Skip. And how did the fourth official go? Did he cop any flakes? <laughs> <laughs> he kept the uh, managers on their benches, I hope. He wasn't too bad at all. He wasn't too bad at all. All peaceful here. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, and, uh, I actually uh, watched uh, uh, Davey Van Skip play as a target man for Pascoe Vale a few times last year. I thought he was wonderful for yep. the team. Really does uh, protect that ball. And he looks a bit of a threat for goal, but brings other players into the game. Um, are there any other players that you guys have recruited this year that, uh, that might make a difference to where you finished last year? Yeah, I mean, Davey's hold-up play is probably the standout. Um, he can draw two, three, four defenders and then uh, lay off a diagonal or, or anything. But we, we recruited well. Um, we brought in Matteo Ballin, the Bulleen Lions captain, um, to Bolstrand midfield. Uh, we brought in uh, former Knights um, striker Jacob Colosimo, as well as Darcy Hall from South Hobart. So we've really bolstered all, all options in attack and midfield. Um, so we've done some great recruiting and um, uh, two draws and a win to start our season. We haven't started a season like that in a long time. Now, look, and also, how's the heart of your coach, uh, Vitaly Ferrante? I know he's a bit of an excitable <laughs> character on the side there, mate. So he's a lovely guy. We get him, get him over the white line and uh, suddenly he does, uh, I don't know, he, he, I think, can he speak after he the loses game? the plot, Carlos? Yeah, he absolutely he wears does. one of those halter monitors. You know the ones that are on you all the time. He's like he loses his voice after every game. He's just he's crying out the whole time. But uh, how is he these days? Is he going okay? Passionate would be the word to yeah. describe him for sure. True, definitely. Hey, apparently, nah. he's got two pacemakers. <laughs> <laughs> Must cost you a fortune for the extra ambulance too, just on standby. Nah, he's a ripper. We love having him at the club, and um, no, he's done great things. Yeah, can I just and, ask? Um, oh, sorry. Can I just ask you, Davey Van Skip, do they call him DVS? <laughs> <laughs> they do drop that a bit. Um, he gets that a bit. Uh, Toothpick Dave also. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a ripper. Ripper well, around the club. Warren's on medication for DVS, so um, <laughs> you wouldn't want to call him that. Hey, Lorcan, so it was nil all in the end. Uh, what, was, what was the crowd like? What's, what sort of crowds are you getting over there in Pasco Vale at the moment? 
Uh, for our first round game against North Geelong, it was a sellout. Um, amazing atmosphere. Um, the North Geelong boys obviously were chanting the whole the whole time as they are. Um, but no, same again, same again here tonight. Um, really, really solid crowd at CB Smith, and um, really good turnout for a Saturday night game. Uh, late start, obviously seven o'clock kickoff. Um, but yeah, really, really encouraging signs um, early on from the team. Like I said, we haven't started a season like this in a long, long time, so. Hopefully, big things to come from the boys this season. So, perfect time. Now it's finished. Off to the nightclubs for you. <laughs> off to the disco. <laughs> I'm from Geelong, so I'm heading back home. Right. Got a bit of a commute. Okay, fair enough. Well, the lights will be off by 10 down there, so be <laughs> quick. Good on you, Lorcan. Really appreciate that. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you again throughout the season. There's Lorcan Matthews. Good on you. There's a good update there from Lorcan Matthews in Pasco Vale and Hume game was nil yeah, all. Disappointing. They're, both our correspondents, their teams have had good results tonight. They're just trying to keep a lid on it. It's three games into the season. The, the next three, it's not like the winner Diego's were coming through community radio days <laughs> where we could be really unprofessional like we are most of the time very now. Professional, These guys are professional young guys who know their stuff. They're trying to be far too analytical <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm less hoping that our, uh, our Heidelberg St Albans correspondent well, he's not as professional because, uh, or she, we haven't, uh, we haven't connected. Oh, with yeah. oh so they haven't answered their phone. <laughs> yeah, but that's he, the type of correspondent we like. Yeah, but he may, like, he, he or she may have heard the previous <laughs> right. two and just refused to be on the show. Oh, okay. Right. Well, we'll see true. how we go. But, Hopefully, uh, we'll get them after the break. We understand, and, and we'll verify this, but Heidelberg and Snorbins uh, played out a nil-all draw, Carlos. Um, so there you At go. At the Olympic Village, and uh, a bit of a slow start for Heidelberg so far. They're a powerful unit. Uh, uh, over there, and uh, they expect big things, but they've had a bit of a slow start to the season. But uh, anyway, we'll see. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's only three games in. There's nothing to worry about. Great nothing news for worry about. great news for Avondale FC. After after three rounds, I find themselves on top of the NPL Victoria uh, table. With Cinderella story right there, Rodrigo. Cinderella story, right, Vinny Venezuela. I can feel it. <laughs> As, yeah, so there you go. I enjoyed that uh, NPL wrap there, Carlos. Yeah. We'll need to do that a bit more uh, throughout the season. So, uh, hey, thanks to the guys once again. So just a quick wrap on uh, what's been happening in the A-League games. Earlier in the day, just quickly, Wellington defeated Brisbane Raw 2-1, but the game uh, we'll be talking about uh, at length after 10 o'clock is the Melbourne victory in Adelaide United game. Victory, victors tonight, 2-1. Rojas and Barisha scoring for victory. Elrich getting one pretty late for Adelaide United at Amy Park. Still counting the numbers of the crowd at the moment. Uh, we haven't got that yet because we were on air while it was going, but uh, Vinny. I was going to say, has uh, Wellington scaled up from pub team to bistro? Have they earned the bistro now, Carlos? No, well, no. They're, yeah, they're Carlos a pub. is not happy with them no, at all. No, I'm still. not happy with them. You, you really, you give us garbage and then you come and pull out a result like you did today with the players. And by the way, after they dumped three of their players for being out after curfew, True, yeah. and Bonavaccio is probably their best player, that's a sign that he's gone. You he's know, actually gone. He's, he's got a... He's got another club to go to next year. If he's out till four o'clock in the morning, oh. the most professional player at that club, he's not happy. He's ang- agitating for a move, absolutely. And <laughs> uh, and so. the other two boys, the other two boys who are with him, they've they've been dropped too. He, he may have just read uh, Dwight York's uh, memoirs or something. <laughs> and he thought he'd stay out. Yeah. Oh no, I was going to say that's very very harsh of the administration of Wellington keeping. Those guys out after curfew because anyone who's been to Wellington, there's nothing on after seven o'clock over there. So they were out till seven thirty. They no, broke curfew. Apparently they were just aimlessly walking down the street, <laughs> just kicking, yeah, kicking cans along the street. Because just very quietly, there's nothing to do yeah. in Wellington after seven thirty. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful looking city there. Beautiful Warren. looking city, yes, yeah. Rodrigo. This Have you ever nice been park. down the? 
Main drag? Yeah, I have actually. Aimlessly There's not wandering, much to it. I was aimlessly wandering around the main At drag. At 7.30? Yeah. Well, yes, I think I have been. Apparently, I, I think you've been pictured with Bonavazio walking, <laughs> walking down the, the, the drag. Rolly and Polly, that's yeah, what that's they call right. us. That's it. Hey, oh, well, that's it for um, that discussion, of course. But uh, hey, let's take a break now. And uh, when we return, it'll be Saturday Night Fever Adults version here on the Four Diego's 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. It's going to be Rojas. Sends it in. Oh! Goal! Oh, that's a beauty. That is a beauty for Marco Rojas. It's his 11th of the season and victory lead 1-0. That is a cracker and this place erupts. Forward to Rojas. Barisha, I think he... No, there's a collision. That's what people are yelling at. Barisha's still going. Topo. Oh! Out of nowhere. Barisha with a beautiful, beautiful goal. He's one and one all night. He always wants one, and he got it. That was all Bessard Barisha. The action slowed. There was some debate over a foul. Barisha kept going, put it in the back of the net. It's 2 0. See, now here's an opportunity and a goal, just like that. I start singing their praises. They go to sleep, and Tarek Elrich. Ends up flicking the ball into the back of the net just like that. As the sign goes up, four minutes left, plenty of time. There's Ed Wyatt uh, on Aussie Digital tonight and the SCN app. Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1. Rojas and Barisha scoring and Elrich for Adelaide at Amy Park tonight. Uh, Good win to uh, Melbourne victory. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this uh, Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos. It is the final whistle now, Vinny Venezuela. Welcome to you. Thanks, Rodrigo. Good to be here. Hi, everyone. Good to see you. You were a star in the uh, Blue Light Disco. You are a great chaperone for <laughs> the was. kiddies. Cops we... kicked me out a few times, though. Did they? That's not very good. Warren, how are you going? We, we talked about you. You weren't here on Wednesday. Vinny speculated that you might have been suspended for eating a pie at an inappropriate time. <laughs> no? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. No. Yeah. Well, we did talk about the KFC incident uh, in the yeah. car park. Car- Carlos Alberto, welcome back to you. Oh, you spoke I, uh, about that. Good Rodrigo, you. hello, uh, <laughs> Vinny Venezuela. And also, I will divulge Warren's real name, because, of course, we, we go by fake names. We, do we? No, no, they're real names, but really, they're pseudonyms. Warren's real name is Wayne Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> People don't realise that. Yeah, the, it how, was Warren. You, you actually knew what the guy weighed, didn't you, the other night? It was a, over 145 kilos. 145 can I say, kilos, 46 years, can I say that's, that's the most ridiculous investigation <laughs> known to mankind? That guy should be lauded, rewarded, and almost immortalised. They're, they're yeah. overstaffed. What was, it for, what was the betting odds that he would eat a pie? Eight to one. No, no, someone on the bench at Sutton United had to eat a pie. Yeah, something. Right? And it yeah. was eight to one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just great for the game, what he did. Great for the game. There's a couple of weird things going on at the moment. We'll talk about uh, that and obviously uh, Claudio Ranieri getting ben the Ben Kelfalar being in the stands. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. We'll uh, get into Vinny Venezuela's Best on Ground. Uh, Warren's got his tax audit that he's still um, calculating at the moment. Really and Carlos's Young Guns coming up a little bit later There's on no this There's no Young hour. Guns playing tonight. He played well. Well, you've got to still work one out. But work, so, yeah. so make something up around a Young Gun. Young at heart. Normally, young at heart. Young at you heart. normally make it up. Yeah. There you go. 9429 1116. Tell us what you thought about tonight's game. 9429 1116. Vinny, I'm going to put you on the spot. 
What's the hotline tonight? <laughs> it's the Geez We're Good hotline. That's fantastic. Geez We're Good. There's an insight into the Diego's pre-match yeah. uh, meeting. This, is such, this has become such a partisan show, this, hasn't it? <laughs> well, you're going to have to step up tonight because uh, I know that this is going to be tough for you, but 94291116 or send us a text message on 0433981116. I've got four passes, four NPL wow. season oh, passes wow. to give away <laughs> to four callers that we choose as the best callers and we'll give it to you on the spot and that includes uh, FFV games of course the MPL games uh, including the finals and the preliminary games to it, the FFA Cup wow. uh, group games if you of wanna, course If you want to go to like a, a provisional League 2 game somewhere does that get you in? It makes you look important too Oh because you wear it around your neck yeah. like a yep. okay. That of Very course good. is uh, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's community in business uh, You know last year they had 60 businesses and clubs as part of FFE. This year they've got 110 wow. businesses and clubs who are all part of this uh, wonderful community and business. And you get that, that pass and you wear it with a dark suit, you can go straight into the dressing rooms. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I do all the time. And apparently you can give the team talk too. <laughs> yeah. team and talk. say Vinny Venezuela sent you. That's right. 9429 Give us a Give us a call. Tell us what you think uh, about Victory's win tonight. Uh, tell us what you think about Adelaide as well. Um, don't tell us about what you think about City just yet. We might talk about them a little bit later on. Let's go to Scott in Craigieburn. G'day, Scott, and it's kick-off for you. Welcome to the show. Good, thanks. How are you, amigos? Yeah, very well. What do you think of tonight's game, mate? Just another three points. You know how it is, Vinny. <laughs> oh, it, it's very good. It that's, pleases me. That's called nonchalant. Yeah. I thought it was uh, Burroughs' brilliant line tonight. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Probably his best game of the season, I'd say. I thought he was good last week, though. Sorry, sorry yeah. who was that, Scott? Burrow. Burrow. Oh, Burrow, yeah. No, they're, they're starting to get a little bit of a, some continuity going back in that uh, middle of defence with Ansel coming back. I think Ansel mm. is the guy they've been waiting for, but he's been a little bit uh, injured at different times and they haven't got any consistency. But when they've got him in there, I just feel that Kevin Muscat's much more confident. Ansel's been a bit rubbery, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was nice of you to pull Warren in from under his bed with his fingers in his ears, shouting, la, 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 la. He didn't want to watch the game. He was a bit frightened. He's actually doing that now, uh, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I know, Scotty. I subjected myself to every minute of that game. And good to have you on board. It's great because you are becoming the Melbourne victory equivalent of Snapper. So yeah. that's a really good thing that you could start off the show. Yeah, tread carefully, so, Scott. <laughs> No, it's good to have you on board, Scotty. And Victory, your team are going absolutely brilliantly. After a little slump, I think the last two games have been good. I think Barrow, he's Del Pierre-like now, for certain. <laughs> he's not. Del Pierre-like not he is. You guys, yeah. could, you guys might want to talk why him why down, not me. Why don't Beckenbauer-like? Why don't you just throw that in the mix? I think he is. Scott, here's my question for the night to all our callers. He's the white Traore. Is Sydney or Victory playing the best football right now? No, you ask him. Yeah, well, that's a fair question. Is Sydney or Victory playing the best football right now? Honestly? Yeah. Uh, uh, if I'm going to be honest, I would say Sydney. Okay. We're not, you know, we're not at that. Look, they've played the best football all season. I don't think people can doubt that. And um, they're the club we have to beat, mate. But as you know, as, uh, as Warren likes to tell us, when finals time comes around... It's anyone's game, Scotty. Game and you're out. But we've just got to keep up the level. Look, we were flat against Newcastle. I mean, we had our tyres let down. Look like they didn't even turn up for the game. But this week was a different story. I thought we were good from the offset. We definitely deserved the win. Um, but they, geez, they come harder for the last five minutes. I was getting a bit worried. But three points, that's all that matters. Now, now and, Scotty, 
I've got to ask you, this is my attempt at an intelligent question to you without putting on my Melbourne City hat. Would it worry you if victory didn't beat Sydney before the finals? There's a, there's a big blue next week. Do you feel that there's any need for you guys to lay a marker down against Sydney and beat them? Or if it was a, another draw or you lost, would that overly worry you going into the finals? No, nah, not at all. Actually, I'd like us to lose against them, lull them into a false sense of security, <laughs> and hit them hard in the finals, mate. No, I want to beat them, I, and I think that we're as ready as we're going to be to beat them this season. I, I well, just think we need to. Well, we'll rely on last night on uh, you know Moreland City to give us a hand, and they couldn't give us a hand <laughs> last night. So, you know, oh, well, what's what's with the go with the diver? on the bench that finally comes on. He sets him alight. What's he starting on the bench for? Oh, I can't stand him, but he's a brilliant footballer. Well, Brandon. 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 Yeah, he should be starting. I mean, it's just it's total lunacy, mate. Yeah, there's a couple of issues there that we need to talk about team selection. But, uh, not after, we're not leaving, until after 11.30, yeah, Carlos. We're leaving it sort of a bit later there, Scott. Let's give the Melbourne Victory clan out there their chance to revel in this win tonight. No problems, boys. Thanks for the call. No, Thanks, Scotty. No, you called us. Thank you. <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, Just uh, for the record, we don't call anyone. No, Scott, Scott and Snapper are expecting um, us to call them going forward. But uh, that's not too bad. They're celebrities you. now. Good on you, Scott. Hey, um, 94291116. What is the hotline, Vinny? It is the, uh, geez, we're good hotline. I might, I might that write, is just such an overblown hotline. Well, I'm excited, right? Let's go to Rodders, a uh, relative of mine in Airport West. G'day, Rodders, and welcome to the final whistle. Have a look at the jugs on there. Hello. Sorry. Oh, Am I on? on? You are on, and uh, keep it keep it nice. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. All good. Um, I enjoyed listening to Scotty. He's, uh, he's actually semi-partial for a victory, boy. That's good. Um, no, no, we enjoyed the game tonight, and Alan Barrow's not quite Del Pierre. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. That's Warren. That was yeah. just me looking to... Create a little bit of a talking point amongst Melbourne Victory fans. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, no, no. We do. We can't even go there, guys. The, the only thing I want to say tonight: yeah, great, great game. Good, good atmosphere. Well, uh, well supported uh, travelling fans with United. But there was about six thousand four hundred and seventy-eight police at the game, which yeah. I found a little bit over the top. I mean, what, what, what uh, is with with all this overpresence and with you know. There's no trouble at these games. What What are your thoughts on this overreaction to you know soccer being a dangerous sport, chap? It's not. It's not that it's it's a dangerous sport, but unfortunately, the clubs can't afford the sort of you know uh, stories written about it that say West Sydney Wanderers had this week. And you just whenever something like happens, when it's anything something like that actually happens in the competition, uh, they, they the FFA just you know, for the next couple of weeks in particular, uh, if not for a longer time than that, they, they really do over-police the thing because they can't afford the negative publicity. We don't have media that's necessarily going to understand that it's only a small group of people and they're usually idiots and you get those in all sports. Uh, those sort of, like the, the, the banner last week and a, a flare that might have been dropped, you know, six months ago, they're the things that get reported front page, you know, you know, leading sports story on Channel 9, and the sport just cannot afford that week in, week out. So as long as that, that you know, huge amount of police aren't um, aggravating or antagonising... As long as they're passive. Yes, you know, yeah, and... as long as they're just there, who cares, guys, really? I mean, uh, but if they're, if they're doing more than that, that's a problem. 
Uh, but what I'd like to ask you, Rod, is, is since the disbandment of the, uh, of the Norman Terrace, uh, I think he's gone, has he? Uh, yeah, okay. Yes. I was going to ask him, since the disbandment of Norman Terrace, has it made a difference in that stadium by way of just general behaviour or just the way you know, people are conducting themselves? I'd love to know whether there's a difference there. Just in the effects, Mike, um, just off the, uh, the broadcast, it, it sounded pretty good. It sounded yeah. you know, like a great atmosphere. I wanted to know if the cops had uh, victory scarves on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon uh, the other reason might, may well be linked with the fact that Adelaide, the Adelaide victory rivalry can, yeah. can be quite heated and passionate. And uh, I guess that uh, you are on the side of precautions and, yeah. and, and, and do your best to sort of quell any potential uh, problems. And there have been the odd problem in Adelaide, I believe, with yeah. travelling victory fans. And you just got to get on top of that also. And I think, I'm not sure whether, now Warren, you get to a lot of the other sports too. Yeah, I do. I mean, is because of the, the threat of terrorism and, and you know, oh, things like that where we're actually putting more security into these things anyway? Like, I think if you were to look at how all sporting competitions are policed, there'd be an increased police presence at every, at, at every competition. I think, you know, for number of fans and number of police, you'd probably find a little bit more at the football. But look, we can't deny, Carlos, that for whatever reason, sometimes overblown by media, but sometimes actually factually, we've actually put ourselves in this position that till such a time that we go six months or 12 months or 18 months without something significant happening, there's probably going to be an increased police presence. So, you know, that's the way it is. And look, who can say that's a bad thing in some ways? You know, it allows the fans who want to get there for the right reasons to be able to get there and and not have to worry about everything else that goes on. And by the way, it's not cheap to have that. No, it'd be costing the game significantly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, thanks for your call there, Rodders. Uh, 94291116. Give us a call tonight. I've got four NPL passes to give away uh, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's community and business. Let's go to Nick in Cheltenham. G'day, Nick, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Good evening, boys. How are you, Nick? Nick. Um, I'd just like to say that uh, tonight, James Troisi played outstandingly tonight. He's been, on really a, well. he's, he's been on a good run, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Really well. What do you like about him, Nick? What, what, do, you, what, what do you think is his best part of his game? pretty much sets up the whole game, controls the whole game, assists. He does everything. He's kind of like an all-rounder. His work rate up and down the field. Doesn't really score well. enough, though, Nick. He needs to put the ball in the back of the net. He probably had could have scored a hat-trick tonight. If he was Marco Rojas or Barisha, he would have been scoring hat-tricks. So he's probably got to put the ball in the back of the net a bit more, do you think? Yeah, um, definitely. But... um. He has to be a team player at times. But, um, yeah, I totally agree he's got to score more. Yeah, Nick, you know what I've been really surprised at? I, I noticed it a few weeks ago in Perth where he had a pretty good game even though they lost the game. Uh, he, he's turned a pace. He's actually got a bit of toe about him. And, um, you know, he was out running, you know, on a one-on-one sprint towards, uh, you know, the goal he was, you know, shooting towards. He actually, def- he had 10 yards, or the defender had 10 yards on him, and he actually caught up with him um, the other day uh, when I was watching him against Perth. And I noticed once or twice today, uh, he was giving the defenders five-yard start, and he was almost, you know, before they got rid of it, they, he was almost on top of them. So he's actually uh, deceptively quick. Um, and also, it, obviously, on the ball, he's terrific too. He, he uses it so well, and... Um, he's so balanced on the ball. It, it, apparently, uh, I think the commentator was saying tonight that he's had 40 shots from outside goal 
uh, outside the box this season. He's only scored three, but he's not frightened to have a crack. And obviously he's been given license by Musket to do that. So uh, he's just in really rare form. And it's terrific too, because I was really concerned about him when he got back from China. He was in Middle East for a while. He sort of lost his way, wasn't playing much. And you just don't know what mentality people are coming back in. Uh, but he's just worked really, really hard. And if it wasn't for that shoulder injury early this year, victory could have maybe almost been a closer to Sydney. I think those few weeks where he was out, or five or six weeks, I think he was out because of his shoulder, that could have made a hell of a difference to where victory is uh, in that closing of the gap with Sydney at the moment. Nick, I was going to say, um, you sound like you know a lot, of, a lot, a lot about the game. And, if you wouldn't mind leaving your number with us, I'd actually prefer to work with you than Carlos, just very quietly, in terms of your analysis of the game. So uh, thanks for giving us a call. Hey, Nick, you're still there? Yeah, I'm here. Mate, um, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's community and business, I'm going to give you, we are going to give you, uh, a season pass to NPL games, uh, including the finals, and that also includes uh, the FFA Cup group games, the preliminary games, uh, plus much more. So, hey, if you just stay on the line, um, well done. It was a great call. I really appreciate your input, and uh, we'll take down all your details, and uh, we'll get those out to you with thanks to Football Federation, Victoria's Community and Business. Well done. All right, thanks, guys. No worries at all there, Nick. Uh, Thanks for the call. Let's go to Ellen on the road. G'day, Ellen, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, g'day boys, thanks for that. Just driving back from the game. It was three points, that's about it. Um, but I have to say that um, Victory's first 11 can take it up to Sydney, but that's about it. Because if the Victory are one goal down or they need a bit of spark, I look at that bench, there's nothing there that'll, uh, that'll excite me. But you look at Sydney, they've got a Beanie on there, they've got Matt Simon there, they even got Carney on the bench. That three there can change a game when they need a change. And that's what I think. Number one and two is a big gap. That's yep. a good. That's sorry. That's the, you're quite right. I think that uh, the Sydney bench have got people who can score goals, but when uh, Victory's got their best uh, eleven on there, I mean we have got people who can score goals. Like Ingham can come off the bench when he's when he's done. Or Ben Kalfalar. Yeah, but uh, I, I take your point. I think it's a good point. Hey, uh, Alan, what what was the atmosphere there like tonight? It, uh, it was okay. I, I was surprised with the amount of Adelaide people that came, but uh, it, it was okay. You know, 20,000 or 19,000, it was all right. I just think that Musket's got a lot of work to do in the pre-season before next year, because obviously we'll be in the Asian Champions League. He's got to spruce up that squad, I think. Uh, Are you just worried about the depth, Alan, or the way they played tonight? No, the depth. Okay, well, I mean... Like I said, said, our starting 11, I reckon, can take it up to Sydney, but that's it. Yeah, I don't think. Look, I, I don't think this year. Look again. You, you go to all the games, and you know we have to watch all the games. You probably concentrate on the victory ones really uh, closely. But I can't think of a time where they might not be scoring bags of goal, but they t- they tend to get the goals they need to win those games when they when they deserve it. When they're in those games, when they should be winning. I mean, there have obviously been performances this year where they haven't deserved to win, uh, and they haven't. Uh, but uh, in games where they've really deserved to win, it's rare that they don't. And they don't get those goals. So, I don't know. I, I just think Muskie's done a, a reasonable job. It's interesting that Ben Kalfala isn't playing at the moment. He's totally out of the squad tonight. And some people are suggesting it's some sort of contractual issue. Which no, would be it's, contra- it's, it's trouble in the um, it's trouble in the change. Yeah, trouble yeah, in yeah. paradise. But it's interesting yeah. that, uh, you know, he gave uh, Austin the chance a couple of weeks ago. And now Igam seems, seems to be ahead of him. 
Uh, Broxham was in the in the squad in the game, uh, started in the midfield tonight, and Bazanich, the marquee players on the bench. I just wonder whether he's playing with the blo- with the guys' minds at the moment in the lead up with six games to go to the finals to make sure everyone's sharp, everyone's on their toes, and not feeling that they're settled in that squad. So. The, in the 11 or the, the the first team he's picking I think they're doing okay uh, I don't think that the uh, you know the depth has been tested that much to be, to be that worried about it uh, unless unless someone like a Barisha goes down I don't think I think they've got cover most places they haven't got the cover Sydney's got yeah, if best goes down, we're, we're, we're a little bit yeah. prongless. But uh, the player, I reckon, who's been kind of dynamic off the bench, who I've enjoyed when he's come off the bench this season, has been Georgievsky. He, he's In the last 10, 10 minutes of a game, he, he's, uh, he can add a bit of spark and fire when, when you need he's it. He's limited, so, though. No, no, he is. But he's, he's done that sort of um, job for us. But, uh, yeah. nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Thanks for your call there, Alan. Really appreciate that. Um, uh, we will take your calls right throughout the night. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. It's twenty three minutes past ten. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, they're Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts. They've been around for over twenty six years. It's a great company. They will do your job and do it well. Check them out at beston.net.au or give Mario and the team a call on 1300 Beston. Vinny, who was Beston? Look, I'm going to give it to Marco Rojas. I was, ah. I was tempted to give it to Troisi. I, I was toying with the idea of giving it to Guerrero at one point, but then he let you sort of he, he slipped up. But I'm going to give it to Rojas because I just love the, the goal he scored. And I think that he's just he's always working and he's always a handful. So I really liked him tonight. There you go. Vinny Venezuela's Beston is Marco Rojas. And. Um, very, very interesting. Hey, we need to take a break. If you're on hold, make sure you stick around because we'll come straight to you. Melbourne Victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1 at Amy Park tonight. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here on 11.16 SEN. Melbourne's home of disco on a Saturday night fever with the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate that. Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1. Rojas and Barisha scoring for victory and Elrich uh, scoring for Adelaide United. Amy Park tonight, around uh, 19, 20-odd thousand there uh, at this game tonight. Uh, In the end, uh, victory got the three points. That's what we're hearing from the fans on 9429-1116. In the game at the moment between Perth Glory and Western Sydney Wanderers at NIB Stadium in the 23rd minute, it's nil all at the moment. Uh, Pretty fiery just every now and then I catch a glimpse on the TV monitors in here. And earlier today, Wellington Phoenix defeated Brisbane Raw 2-1. I've got three passes to give away still. Um, One to each of uh, our next best three calls. Not next calls, but the next best calls. Why don't you give one Uh, to a poor caller? We w- no, we won't. Well, we have in the past, and the uh, the sponsor nearly, you know, yeah. cut us off. Uh, An average caller. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. I was just watching the TV. We've got uh, Perth on uh, with oh. uh, who they got? Western Sydney. Western Sydney. They're and, having uh, breaks again. Yeah, it's no, soft. It, it's actually hot over there in Perth. Oh. and uh, it's great to see Reese Williams. Mm. Obviously yeah, playing back. shot window football. Uh, he's looking for his want away, but he's uh, been brought back in the squad. He's playing tonight, so. Let's hope uh, he gets a bit of form back. See, Troisi's playing Socceroo window football yes, at true. the moment, I reckon. Yes. Socceroo audition football. He is, absolutely. Hey, let's go to James in East Kilo. Good day, James, and uh, thanks for holding, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Hi. Um, I'd like to talk about Rojas' goal. Oh, go on. What do you think? 
Oh, it was just a ripper. He, you know, put it in the back of the net, although he was going to score anyway. James, can you just talk? There's many people haven't seen it because they don't have Fox Sports and they weren't at the ground. Can you just describe it step by step how he went about doing it? So Rojas runs in and some one of their players tripped him. Yep. Right, just outside the box. Yep. Um, he gets a yellow card. Rojas takes a free James Troisi runs off, takes a pretend free kick, and Rojas takes it, puts it right in the back of the net goal. Oh, oh, and he, he brilliant dipped over the wall, dipped over the dipped and curled and curved as well. There were so many things happening in that one, wasn't there? Yeah. Now, James, you're going to be practicing that in the backyard tomorrow. Oh, probably. Actually, are you home right now? No. Okay, when you get home, grab the soccer ball out the backyard. Dad's nearby. I can hear him in the background. Dad and you. (laughs) Dad and you out the backyard. You start practicing tonight, and you don't go to bed tonight until you get it into the top corner. Or if you don't want to lose the ball, just do it in the lounge room. Your mum's not going to care. We got the three points. SEN's actually looking for a new commentator caller next year, James. Are you interested? Yeah. yeah, that's good. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you, uh, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's Community and Business, uh, an MPL VIP pass, which will give you, um, a, you know, a free entry to all the MPL games, including the finals and the preliminary games of the FFA Cup, um, plus more. So well done. Stay on the line. Stay on the line, and we'll get your details, and you'll get that in the mail very, very soon. Good, good on you, James. Like that description. Well done. Let's go to Johnny in Morwell. G'day, Johnny. Welcome to the Four Diego's. Hello, boys. I just want to say that Rojas' goal was a cracker, and that's my dad's favourite player. Fantastic. Now, uh, Johnny, you, you're driving back to Morwell, or you're you ringing from Morwell? Dad's driving. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, no, good. Well, they, bring them. Yeah. They, they start driving pretty early in Morwell. Oh, yeah, we the know country, that. The country kids are driving <laughs> at nine, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> Uh, Johnny only drives when Dad's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that's handy. Now, no, Dad, or, or Johnny, um, so you guys travel all the way from Morwell to come and victory, uh, watch Victory play every home game, do you? Or? Yes, we watch every one. Wow, that's fantastic, guys. And you've been doing that for how many years? Uh, two years now. Fantastic. And uh, and obviously you really enjoy it. Oh, we love the footy. But Johnny wants to say something about Barisha because that's his favourite player. Okay, go, go ahead, ahead Johnny. Sorry, boys. I want to congratulate Barisha on his 50th goal for victory. It was a cracking one from the outside of the right foot. Not as good as Nick Fitzgerald, though, Johnny, but that's all right. <laughs> you celebrate that goal. And it, it was better than his penalty. Well, it's definitely better than his penalty. Now, uh, Johnny, do you play you play your football in Morwell at all? Starting this year. Okay. Now, you know, Archie Thompson in his formative years, I know he played at Bathurst and stuff, but he made a name for himself playing in the car park there at Gippy Falcon's ground. Um, do you hang around the car park there and have a kick of, kick the book? Because you'll get discovered there. Well, what, Johnny, what, what Johnny just recently uh, learned was that when Archie played for the Mall Falcons, I used to go out with him at the nightclubs every Saturday night. Disco? So, yeah. Okay, okay. So what's Dad's name, by the way? Uh, Nick. Uh, Nick. Now, what's a big disco in Gippy? Uh, the Saloon Bar, it's called. It's still, was it Saloon Bar back then? Yeah. So, so it hasn't changed its name in 30 years? <laughs> Great stuff, mate. And uh, and how is Gippy Falcons or Morwell going these days? Yeah, we've got a we've got a, uh, a little country league going there. It's nothing like it used to be when it was in the NSL, but um, 
Uh, a lot of good players that come from the Valley, as we call it, the Latrobe Valley. The, the only problem is that they reckon the, the drink or the women get the better of them as they don't get to, um, not many of them get to progress further. We've had some real good players. Yeah, absolutely. And I used to go down there to watch uh, a lot of the state league teams play. And uh, before, even before they were in uh, the National League, and the bistro was the best bistro in Australian football. Oh, yeah, not a bad meal there. It's fantastic. Good on you guys, and uh, drive very, very carefully on your way back home. Thanks for the call on Saturday Night Fever. There's Johnny and his dad um, on their way to Morwell, uh, passionate Melbourne victory supporters. Hey, let's go to Jay on the road on 94291116. G'day, Jay, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Hello. I just want to say, like, I'm kind of disappointed about all the police blocking off us when they can just block off the other team. Right. We've had this as a second call yeah, it's about probably this. more of Melbourne victory fans than... than Adelaide fans, I'd say, George. So that's probably one of the reasons why it happens. Yeah, and also the Northern Terrorist doesn't... Not many people there, but it's still really good. Yeah, I think... Look, I, I, I'm not in amongst it, of course, but I can hear it on TV and whenever I'm in the ground elsewhere, and I don't... I don't feel that there's that much difference, even though we have been getting SMSs through saying it has been a big difference since that group has uh, has really uh, dropped off. But... Uh, but, Jay, when you say there's a lot of police there, are they just standing there or are they provoking people? Or What are you finding about these police officers that are there? They're just standing there, not letting anyone through, and then we have to go all the way around to actually get through to the end. Yeah, look, uh, look mate, uh, for me, it's, I, all about, it's all about what's happened in the past and, uh, and maybe that's what the strategy is to, uh, to make sure that People are you know safe in the in the grounds and uh, and I, personally as long as they're not provoking anyone they're just standing there and even if there's a big presence I don't know just just let it go and just worry about the football I reckon yeah exactly Jay thanks for your call uh, focus on the football mate uh, it's going to be a lot more uh, healthy for you and uh, the police are there to protect you mate so um, just uh, thanks for your call let's go to George in Templestowe good day George and welcome to Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diego's oh good day boys yeah how are you George. Um... Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. What did you think of tonight's game? Um, so I went to the game with my mate, and um, just I was just going to comment on Melbourne Victory's um, height. I thought it was, there was a few free kicks where Adelaide delivered into the box, and um, Victory didn't have enough height to get into the end of it, and it was causing quite a few problems. That's where most of Adelaide's chances came from. What do you boys think about that? You know, the you, you're talking defensively, obviously. They they George. Yeah. In their defence, well, I mean, if you got. Well, Nick Hansen's Nick not. Quite tall. Yeah, he's not a he's not a shorty. And uh, Barros, look, he's a guy that's grown into the. Uh, uh, <laughs> he yeah, hasn't no. grown enough. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's <laughs> grown. So that's, yeah, he's actually uh, warmed into the position there. And now, you know, Kevin Muscat will say he's one of the first picks. So uh, it's like when they had Broxham playing in the middle of defence. There, sometimes it's not the height that's an issue. It's just positioning. And um, and I didn't I didn't feel that they were. I didn't feel that Adelaide had that much of a dominance in that area. I didn't think they created too much. Uh, against a really good aerialist, maybe against someone like a Tim Carroll, they might struggle. But uh, I didn't see, didn't think it was a, a, such a huge issue tonight. But mm. uh, what do you guys think? No, look, uh, I think we manage well enough. I think that our goals come from other, in other ways. They're not, they're not really hitting balls into the goal because of other people's height. I think that Gary's defensive error and little slip-ups like that are costing us more than having tall uh, defenders. How tall are you, George? Yeah, well, yeah, just a few times early on in the game, I thought not not so, just not just um, the herring, just 
also getting it out of the box. There was a few times where we just panicked and sort of kicked it around. No, you're absolutely right. In the first 10 minutes or so, George, yep. when Adelaide really took control uh, and they really pressed Melbourne's victory at times, it was just a scramble. And they were just kicking it anywhere, really. So they lost a little bit of composure. But I was very impressed with how they can, they gained the ascendancy after about 15 minutes or so. And really for the rest of the game, they were the dominant team. Adelaide certainly didn't wilt, and they scored late in the game and made a contest of it. But, uh, you know, I didn't think uh, that Melbourne victory really looked in trouble for the whole of the game, other than that first 15 minutes or so. Was that your analyst hat on or your supporters hat on, Carlos? No, I, don't, I don't... I don't I support the game. Yeah, yeah, In that's fact, true. the game was the winner tonight. The Warren, game was the winner tonight. As you know. Thanks yeah. for your call, George. Really appreciate that. I was just trying to get to a position that you're maybe a bit heightest. But um, <laughs> anyway, very interesting stuff there. And uh, it's got a bit of a blue light disco feel to it. Uh, in the first, uh, first hour here of the Four Diego's. Hey, let's go to Damien. Uh, Damien actually wants to talk about City's game Not allowed to until after. No, no. I've introduced him now. No, I've introduced him now. G'day, Damien. Welcome to the show. G'day, boys. Before I get to my point, I'd like to congratulate the Australian cricket team on an amazing win. Yeah, why it not? Was. Why not? It was emphatic. They did listen. It was Go. an amazing win. It was. Um, I want to get to my Melbourne City last night. I went to the game. Yep. Uh, I was actually um, second game I've been to this season. I was a Melbournians member last year. Um, I think that we played well last night, but after Musket got the red card, it went all pear-shaped. Yep. Well, I'm I'm not in a position to comment because I know nothing about the game and haven't been in a professional setting in any of my life. But I actually <laughs> walked out of that game last night feeling that Melbourne City were getting back towards a competitive level that would allow them to to know have a have a decent dip. Oh, look, the big thing, and this was all my material for after eleven thirty, so I do apologise. <laughs> I mean, I think. Um, the biggest questioning for me is that uh, the new manager, Michael Valkanis, has obviously got as much respect for fullbacks as what John Van <laughs> Skip had because not so much the fullbacks because I thought I thought uh, Josh Rose played quite well last night and I thought he overlapped really well down that side and um, had Zulo under pressure. But Manny Musket playing in a central defensive role was just surprising beyond belief. And yeah, he tried to put on a messy like move with the ball at feet and led to the penalty and from then on ten men probably gonna struggle. Thanks for your call there, Damien. Really appreciate what that. What are you doing winding me up? Let's go to Zach on the road. G'day Zach. Welcome to the Four Diego's Saturday night fever. Oh hello. G'day Zach. What do you think of tonight's yeah. game? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like really good. But uh, I was just thinking I reckon Victor and Ebucker kinda of like backup strike up for Borussia. Yeah, Jack, Zach, I think the uh, the problem the club has got is on the odd off night or the odd off period in a game that Berisha has, I think they're willing to tolerate that because he can score a goal out of nothing even if he's not playing well. The issue you've got is he's been called up for Kosovo in a couple of weeks' time yeah. and he's got to play international football for that. So he actually misses a game uh, or maybe more than one game, I'm not quite sure. But uh, And I've said that, that that's probably their biggest problem. They haven't got cover for Troisi. And they haven't got cover for Barisha. And, that, and I think that's a huge problem. I mean, George Howard's not ready, the kid. And, uh, and unless they start manufacturing maybe 
playing Ben Kalfalar through the middle there, but who knows what his future is now that he's sitting up in the grandstand and apparently not very happy about things. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Kevin Musket does. Could we put in an audacious bid for Rooney? <laughs> it would be audacious. Audacious. Yeah. Why not? Unfortunately, our window's Why? shut. Project. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Jeez. The window's shut at the moment, so even if you wanted to do that, uh, unless uh, you know FIFA changes yes. their you know, rules about transfer windows where well, you've got no chance. That's why I would be audacious, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak him in under a different name, yeah. eh? I can't see a striker. I mean, I can't see a striker of, you know, decent quality who's going to provide, you know, six to eight goals maybe off the bench. Borussia plays almost every minute of every game and yeah. likes that. It's He likes playing that. You know, the Sydney setup with the likes of Bobo and Olosko, and but Bobo I don't think really... It's, he's almost not physically equipped to play 90 minutes. So you've got Matt Simon and Abini on the bench that are going to get pretty much 15 to 20 minutes every game. That's the way Sydney play. They always substitute. Yeah. They're awash with strikers. Yeah, really. It but seems Bernie, to me that Barisha doesn't like that Bernie, and wouldn't work that Bernie, way. And people will talk about the depth at Sydney, but Bernie Abini was almost an accident at Sydney. They took him back uh, and he was a... Half fit, he Yeah, that's yep. right. So he's yep. warmed back into it and he's, he's a health has uh, really probably shocked him how quickly he's come back and the mm. strength he's got. And suddenly he is a weapon off the bench, but they can't keep on playing him off, off the bench when he's almost the best striker uh, in that squad. I think he's probably better than Bobo, and I think he's better than some of the guys playing. So Sydney almost... It's almost an accident that they've found themselves in this situation. Thanks for your call there, Zach. Really appreciate that. It's, uh, it's what is it, 17 minutes to 11. Warren's Football Tax Audit. It is time for Warren's Football Tax Audit uh, with thanks to Tax Talk. Uh, if you need someone to do your tax or just help you out with your finances, give them a call on 1300 366 639. Let us uh, hear your tax audit there, Warren. Well, I can't. Well, I'm going to audit Valcanis, Valcanis, Michael Valcanis for now. For defend- no, I'm not. <laughs> I wanted to, but I can't. I'm going to audit Adelaide. I think where they've got to is a disgrace. I think. You know, for them to to be so poor this season, I think, I think it's just disappointing, Rodrigo. And I'd blame any anybody from the top down to the coach. I don't blame the players. I think they're having a decent dip, but I I do think it's disappointing the way that they've declined. So I'm going to audit the the front office at Adelaide. I know it might be a meek and mild audit, but Carlos never finds a guy under the age of 25 for his young gun. So I'm auditing. <laughs> I'm auditing Adelaide. Should and, should they do the Leicester treatment? Uh, obviously sacking Ranieri after a premiership, should they do the same thing? Yeah, I think they should. And I, and you know what? If they were serious, if they were serious, it should have happened well and truly before now. What, As a statement what, what of intent. Is, what is the purpose of sacking <laughs> someone no of the calibre of Amor right now when there's no relegation? Because it's win a, a statement of intent. No, you've got to show respect to you've someone. You've accepted mediocrity. Look, they there's nothing that, there's nothing worse that can happen to Adelaide this season. There's nothing. They can finish last. That's the worst that can happen. And you don't sack a guy like that. You just let him make no. his own decision and yeah. go. See, we've, Thank you very we've much. tolerated mediocrity also, on this show. And you women, haven't allowed all it. All the women he makes love to every <laughs> after every game in Adelaide would be very disappointed with your comments. Yeah, more. What are you saying, Carlos? Is he, he, uh, isn't he married uh, with children, Carlos? Every time he gives one of those press conferences, just like I just expect him to say. Now, let me go because I'm going to make love to every woman in Adelaide. Julia Iglesias yeah. of uh, yeah. World Football. Absolutely. Thank you very much there, Warren, of course, with your 
tax talk, tax audit. Hey, let's take a break now. Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1 tonight at the moment in Perth. It's nil all between it's Perth dull, and Western Sydney Wanderers. Let's take a break now and come back with more of Saturday Night Fever on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. It's kind of disco. Harry. There you go, Blondie. It wasn't a disco album. No, it wasn't a disco ago. album. But anyway, it was uh, played on a lot of dance floors, uh, Carlos and boys. Um, she was transitioning, seriously, like uh, into disco. That's what Blondie right. were doing. There you go. 9429-1116. Give us a call. Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1 tonight in the 43rd minute. Perth Glory and Western Sydney Wanderers nil all. In the earlier game tonight, uh, Wellington Phoenix defeated Brisbane Raw 2-1. Hey, I've still got two NPL passes, VIP passes to give away tonight. So to the next uh, two best callers, not the next callers, but the ne- the two best callers uh, will give you one of those passes. Let's go to James, who's been very patient in Aspendale. G'day, James, and welcome to the show. Hey, mate, how you going? Yeah, very well, thanks, James. Yeah, first-time time listener. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. well, welcome, yeah, welcome. Yeah, normally calling about the footy, uh, the AFL, but uh, uh, just heard, just heard uh, you're talking about the A League tonight. Uh, just uh, just thoughts on uh, Scotty Galloway. Do you think that he was a bit of a let go for the victory? Because I think he was had a little bit of potential. He's doing quite well at the Central Coast. Yeah, look, I, I I reckon Victory had big tickets on him too early on. Uh, they brought him in as a young guy, and they at one stage actually played him as a central defensive midfielder too. So yeah, uh, I think they really goal recently as well. Yeah, uh, I but, mean he was in the right place, right time. But yeah, no, but James, I think he was given a chance at Victory, uh, but there's a lot. There was a lot of competition, especially when Ange came in and uh, and suddenly Muskie took over. I mean, you had to earn your spot, and I just I just whether it would be injury or whatever, he just didn't seem to cement. Uh, his spot. I know that he wasn't. From from my information, he wasn't happy about not getting more of a look in. And in the end, the club, you know, just wasn't going to gift him a game. So uh, I always liked Scotty Galloway. I thought he had a lot of potential. But you know, things sometimes don't work out. It's good that he's rebuilding his mm. career at Central Coast. But he has had his moments also at Central Coast a bit earlier this year, James, where there were a couple of unhappy times, a couple of uh, penalties given away, and things like that. But he has scored. Too so it looks like he's coming good too. But I've always liked his qualities, and I think he's young enough to really become a player down the track. And sometimes that doesn't happen at your first club. I, yeah, I hate to say it, but victory don't get many wrong when it comes to players they let go. Even Andrew Naboo, as much as he's played really well for Newcastle this season, if he was still at Melbourne Victory, he wouldn't be starting. So. I don't think they get many wrong, and yep. I probably can't remember every player they've let go. But good luck to to those guys, Galloway and Naboo, and others that and are getting Connor a Payne. game in another club. And Connor Payne, yeah, Connor yeah. Payne. I, I don't think Connor Payne would be playing as well as he is mm. now. Uh, not that he's playing, re- but he has gone another level in his career. And sometimes you have to go backwards a little bit to 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 kick off your career. And so. the, the kind of like Galloway and Connor Payne are linking up really well at uh, yeah. the Mariners. So look, I think that the best thing that that's happened to, for both of them really is to be released by victories and the boot and the boot as well, so that they can play more football. Thanks for your call, James. Really appreciate that. Hey, we did around the grounds with uh, the NPL. Um, let's go to John Fotinos, who uh, is our correspondent at the Heidelberg and St Albans game. Good day, John. Good evening, gents. Yeah, John from uh, HUFC TV, who uh, we are doing live streaming this year of all our games at home. So, well, yeah, but you're, you're a correspondent. You're, you're a Diego's correspondent tonight, John. So, so you have to, you know, you have to change hats. You're a Diego's <laughs> correspondent. Yeah, I've got to give the boys at HUFC TV a bit. Of- no, absolutely, absolutely mate. Absolutely. Go for it. Go for it. So, tell us what happened tonight. 
Uh, very, you know, in two words, uh, frustrating and disappointing game. Nil-nil, actually one of three nil-all draws so far this week in the uh, NPL, which is round three at this stage. So we had um, uh, Bentley Greens go down 1-3 to Melbourne Knights last night and also Port Melbourne and Oakley drew nil-nil. Um, tonight we had Heidelberg obviously in St Albans nil-nil, which is a pretty dour sort of a game. And uh, nil-nil also at... Uh, Hume City and Pascoe Vale, and uh, South Melbourne went down 1-0 to Avondale. So Avondale are the league leaders at the moment with three 1-0 wins to start off the season. Yeah, we had those updates uh, earlier in the show too. Yes, Warren? I was going to say, uh, John, with Heidelberg and St Albans drawing, are both teams in crisis because they didn't get the result? <laughs> well, Heidelberg's had a, we've had an indifferent start, I must admit, although uh, speaking to Crooney Rev of the, the um, coach of St Albans, before and after the game, I, I think he'd be ecstatic with the point, uh, even though they haven't scored this season. But uh, we had a Heidelberg had a penalty in the first half, which was saved by uh, Chris May in the goals for St Albans, and then a couple of chances in the second half, which could have changed the game and really opened it right up. But uh, full credit to St Albans, they, they hung on for a point, and Heidelberg you know, going to next week's game with South Melbourne, uh, unusually with both teams sort of really struggling mid-table. South Melbourne sort of, I think, second last at the minute. So mm. it's going to be a big nine-point derby next week. John, can I ask about the penalty? Who took it, a striker or a defender? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gathering Ellis, data. Sean Ellis, who my co-commentator, Greg Blake, who you, many of you might remember. Yeah, Blakey. Is Blakey he, yeah. Say hello to Blakey for us. Uh, will do, will do. It. Um, uh, but he um, calls him the factor because he's got such a sweet left foot. But um, he just hit it at a nice height for Chris May and... Chris May saved it well and uh, did, did well for his team tonight. You know, pretty solid in goals, but a uh, you know, disappointing start to the season so far for Hotterberg. But uh, I'll get a few players back next week. Ruben Way will probably come back from suspension. And uh, Adrian Zara, who we recruited oh. from Port Melbourne, um, hopefully get a, a chance to start in the next couple of weeks. So... We'll see how we go. But, John, you know, it's only three games in. Uh, it's not like they've lost... You know, it's an indifferent start, but, you know, early on in the season, it's a bit of a marathon, the uh, the league. It's uh, certainly, there wouldn't be too many concerns at this point that uh, that you're not playing champagne football at this time? Oh, it's been more so the lack of goals, because last year, of course, we didn't lose a game at home until the uh, semi-final against South Melbourne. And this year, you know, four home games to start the season, including next week's game against South Melbourne. So they've only got four points in three games. But look, I had a chat with uh, George Katsakis, the coach, after the game. He, he thinks it's just more uh, uh, an issue of confidence in front of goal. One, once one or two go in, he thinks they'll be right, boys. Hey, John, great update, mate. Really appreciate that. And uh, thanks for being a... Uh... Thanks thanks for having me on, on here, boys. And uh, all the best with the show. No worries. Thank you. It was uh, nil all, Heidelberg versus Snorbin. So we went right around the grounds tonight yep. with MPL Victoria. John sounds a bit, a bit down early on in the season. Do you think he's a bit sounds a bit down? I, I think, think he was hoping for a better result. Bit concerned, and I, this is an off-air put, discussion on air, just around the payment of these guys. Where's is these guys put from? their heart and soul into? It doesn't matter that they're that they're not the, at the highest level. They're, they're certainly a, a really good level in PL. Put their heart and soul, and never ever get remunerated to the level they put their, the, the amount of work they put in. So, Seems a bit uh, flat. They, 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 <laughs> At the result, I'm saying. Yeah, they don't have the resources, but their attitude is as professional as, uh, as anyone higher 
in the A-League or even beyond. I'm sure the FFV will be giving them a, an NPL season pass. Yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, we've still got two to give away tonight. Let's go to Alana, who's been holding on. G'day, Alana from Geelong, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos. Hi. Um, so um, I've been a member for nine years now, and I wanted to ask you guys who you think are uh, best three victory players of all time. Oh wow! That's best, right. oh, well, best three well, victory players look, of all time. The popular, Archie the popular one. one has to be Archie Thompson, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, Kevin Musket's got to be up there, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. And uh, just just this was three, without, three's without, hard. Yeah, without quit, without notice, Carlos okay. Hernandez would be up there, would he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah KFC Carlos yeah, would be the right. Yeah, thing, I reckon. Up there. I'm going to put Rojas because in both his stints, he's been magical. Hasn't Teresi been as good as Rojas in both his stints at victory? I reckon uh, Rojas has been yeah, better. Yeah. I thought Leandro, uh, <laughs> Leandro <laughs> Love. So, Alana, how about you? I mean, we, let, you've asked us a hard question. Who do who have you liked? Uh, I like Marco Rojas. Yep. Um, I think because he just like the way he creates play and makes the chances and takes all opportunities. Yep. Um, I also think Archie Thompson. Yep. And uh, Guy Sinclair. Yeah, Guy's up there too. Now, Alanda, you said you were a member for nine years. So uh, yeah. you only and sound about twelve years old. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, well, there you go. I'm a good. I'm a great judge. So it, it's almost your whole life there, Alana. You must love the club. Yeah, I love going to all the games and being part of the crowd. So when the new club gets uh, admitted to the A League from Geelong, you're not going to jump ship. You'll stick uh, with victory. No, <laughs> no good on you. Well done, Alana. Really appreciate that. Do you like going to uh, NPL football? Uh, yeah, I play for an, um, a club. Yeah. Also, um, so so who, who do you play for, Alana? Uh, North Island Warriors. Oh, yes, of course. It's a brilliant club. And I believe Joseph Skoko has a role there at the moment. Uh, yeah, he's a coach. So, so it wouldn't it wouldn't matter if I was to give you an NPL season pass, would it? You wouldn't really want one. Oh, you would love that. I thought you would. Oh, you nearly talked yourself out of that, uh, Alana. But um, hey, with thanks to Football Federation Victoria's Community in Business, we're giving you uh, a season part NPL VIP pass. It gets you into the FFE, FFE NPL games, of course, uh, including the final um, and also the preliminary games to the FFA Cup. So, well done. Great call. Hang on the line. We'll get your details. And uh, thanks for calling the Four Diego's on Saturday Night Fever. Thank you. There you go. There's Alana from Geelong. Let's go to Brock, our last call for this hour in Caroline Springs. G'day, Brock, and welcome to the Four Diego's. Hello, fellas. Yeah, how are you tonight? Not bad. How are you? Yeah, very well. What do you think of tonight's game? It was all right. The, the standard was, it was unbelievable first half, but it just got better and better. Yeah. I was just... Go ahead. What what has Adelaide like? They won. They won the. They won it last year. What are they doing wrong? That like, what are they doing wrong? That they're on the bottom of the ladder. Well, they've recruited poorly. They're managed poorly. The top <laughs> front office is average. They've pretty much just allowed themselves to be to go into mediocrity. So I mean, I just don't look when cl- teams go from. Where they were, and I think even I, you think about Adelaide season last season, they only had half a good year. It ended up really well, but they only had half a good year. So they aren't much better than what they were in the first half last season. They just haven't managed to turn it around. So I think Adelaide have got to do some soul searching. Guillermoore goes, you know, maybe the Alawisi boys come back. They need to recruit. I think 
in all honesty, and this is probably, I don't know whether this is an overstatement, I reckon the contingent of Australian players, home-based players, it's the weakest in the competition in terms of talent player for player and you compare them. Their um, overseas players have been good, but they've got to recruit some good, solid Australian players and then build from there, I think. So there's my synopsis. There you go. Thanks for your call there, Brock. Really appreciate that. Hey, um, tonight, Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1. Rojas and Barisha scoring for victory and Elridge scoring for uh, Adelaide United. At Amy Park in front of 19 to 20-odd thousand. We'll get a final figure for you uh, after you the next break. You always chase the Melbourne City final figure. You're not that serious about this final figure, well, are Well, we're you? fairly certain it's five figures <laughs> in this game, <laughs> Lawrence. So, um, <laughs> when, 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 oh, yeah, bang. That. And in the earlier game tonight, Wellington Phoenix um, 2 defeated Brisbane Raw 1. Warren, do you have a half-time score of the Perth Glory? Yeah, Ricochet goal. I'm not sure who scored 1-0 to Perth. And they are sitting currently, believe it or not, Thank you very much. in third position on there, the ladder. Warren. Wow. Hey, Live ladder. Give us a call tonight, 94291116. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the game tonight. Let's uh, take a break and come back with more of the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle, or as we're calling it these days, Saturday Night Fever on a Saturday night. Thanks for joining us, uh, as always. The first hour was a wash with uh, Talkback, uh, Melbourne victory defeating Adelaide United 2-1 uh, in, a, in a fairly uh, comfortable victory, you'd have to say. Rojas and Barisha scoring, Al Rich as well at Amy Park tonight. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, Vinny Venezuela. Good evening. For the next hour. Welcome to you, Warren. You're we're looking, allowed to talk uh, about City We now. will very, very Rodrigo. shortly. No, very we've still good. got some uh, calls about tonight, but uh, we'll let you know when you can talk about Melbourne City's game last night. And Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome back to you. Good evening to you, Rodrigo, Warren and Vinny Venezuela. And I've loved going around the grounds with the MPL tonight too. Absolutely. And some great results there, of course, uh, with um, Avondale Heights beating South Melbourne tonight, 1-0. Big yeah. uh, win. One of the biggest wins of their, in their history. And, of course, the other two games, Pascoe Vale. And versus Hume, Hume. Hume, nil all, and also Heidelberg, South Mal- uh, St. Albans, St. Albans, nil all. Avondale Heights are keeping a lid on it, though. They, they don't want to <laughs> get I ahead them, of themselves. Hey, you don't know what's going to happen next week. That's right. So enjoy it, boys. Yeah. Tonight Paint show. The town blue or whatever your colour is. <laughs> tonight's show. <laughs> we'll ask uh, Teo in a very, yeah. very uh, few moments. Um, tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. And uh, with thanks to them, Carlos is going to give us his young gun very, very, very shortly. Hey, 94291116, give us a call. I've got one more uh, NPL VIP pass to mm. give away with thanks to Football Federation. This will be for an average caller. Yeah, no, this will be for a good caller. Oh, good caller. With, uh, You've got to earn to- it. Football Federation Victoria's community in business. 0433-981116. Give us a call or send us a text message, of course. Let's go uh, now to, in keeping you know, in tradition with our uh, Saturday night, we only did it last week, but uh, <laughs> let's call it a tradition now, with uh, Football Federation Victoria's media manager and uh, SEN uh, broadcaster extraordinaire, Teo Palazzeri. Welcome to the show, Teo. Two is tradition. Good evening. It is a tradition. <laughs> Two is tradition. <laughs> yep. Thank you. And I'll, you know, and we can even call Melbourne Victory and Adelaide United traditional rivals, can't we? Now it's already it's been twelve years or so. Hey, um, Teo, t- t- tell us uh, what's excited you so far in the NPL or um, in football in football in Victoria so far this weekend. Well, I, I started my day out at Point Cook actually, where Ivan Frenich uh, was coaching Strathmore. 
uh, and they had a wonderful win against Point Cook in the FFA Cup. We're still a couple of weeks away before the NPL teams get in, and these are sides that are down in the seventh or eighth tier of Australian uh, football. So, as you can imagine, the the quality was was not quite. Oh, Tayo, no, Tayo, I've got to <laughs> I've got to pull you up on that one. Actually, I you could have come across to my place for a cup of coffee. I only live about <laughs> half a kick away from Point Cook. Now, come on. I'm down there. I walked the dog past that game today, and I actually did. Did you see Ivan? I I saw Ivan. I was I was very very tempted to go up and do a little bit of you know sort touching, of touching, touching. Him. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I thought that was an okay game, Taylor. And please don't respect disrespect Point Cook because I'm down there doing the lines every Sunday for the under thirteen girls. So do you want to start this segment again and just pump that game up, please? Nine man Point Cook who saw red twice as they crashed out of the FFA. Oh, undisciplined. But, um, uh, uh, Great facilities, uh, Tao. Tao, it's, it's Point Cook's a very undisciplined suburb. FC were down to 10 as well. The pitch, the facility, I've got to say, the pitch is actually one of the best in Victoria. Very good. Actually, I, I messaged the head of NPL and said, if we need a neutral venue for the Doherty Cup final later this year, um, Saltwater Reserve, Correct. if we can kick it off at 3pm, is actually a contender. But, Yes, uh, Ivan's uh, reputation as a Socceroo and Melbourne City star counted for little when it came to the banter, <laughs> safe to say. Um, uh, the uh, you know my name, I don't know yours got rolled out at one point. Uh, so a, a thoroughly enjoyable uh, FFA Cup experience. And um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, goals were at a bit of a premium in the NPL tonight. But uh, as you heard in, uh, earlier in the show, Avondale are flying at the moment, and South Melbourne have picked up one point from a possible nine. It only gets better because they go to Olympic Village next Saturday night, 7.30 kickoff against their arch-rival at NPL-level Heidelberg United. And if they don't win, they're either going to have two points or one from a possible 12, which is where very few people, if anyone, expected South Melbourne to be at this point of the season. So it's safe to say that the rest of the league has shaken up the big boys and, and South Melbourne the biggest of all. Uh, right now, they are in a, a genuine slump, even though we're only three rounds into the year. Teo, with South Melbourne talking it up in the off-season with their you know proposed A-League bid and so forth, uh, and they're, they're, it's been a poor, very poor start for them, you know, much, very much below their expectations uh, and where they are as a club themselves. Do you think Chris Taylor, the, the coach of uh, South Melbourne, would be under a little bit of pressure right now? Well, I think the pressure of his own expectations would, would surely also be weighing in as well. And we saw last year when perhaps some of the boot boys came out and there was a lot of social media talk about the state of South Melbourne mid-season. They responded by going on a really strong run at the back half of the year. They defeated Hume quite comfortably in the elimination final. They went to Olympic Village and won in the semi-finals against Heidelberg, and then they won the grand final. So they've, they've done it before. It's worth remembering that four games ago, South Melbourne won the NPL grand final. So uh, I think that you do have to, to wait and, and give it a few more weeks and not react to the immediacy of the fact that Maybe uh, South Melbourne's committee are talking about the next level up in the A-League, but a, a very long 27-game NPL season can't be uh, you know, dashed aside because of three or four-week results. And I think the classic example is Melbourne Knights last night. Uh, we were here this time last week talking about how they dropped their first two games. They were heading into Bentley Greens, away to Kingston Heath, home of the Premiers from last season, and they completely outplayed Bentley and won 3-1 fantastic performance. So... 
again, trust in what South Melbourne does has got them to where they are, where they are two out of three champions, two out of three premiers in the last couple of years. And I do think that even though it's backs to the wall away to Heidelberg next week, they will have learnt from the experience of last year's semi-final and also seen what Melbourne Knights did this weekend, that when the odds are stacked against a team, that's when they respond. So which round are we prepared to call it as a premiership hangover? <laughs> well, I think, I think hangover is potentially fair. It's an incredibly early start to the season. It, it's still February. I mean, I've come home sunburnt today. So <laughs> I, 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 although that's not hard. I was going to say, no, that's right. It is proof enough that... You, know, you roll out of January and most teams had to start pre-season in November or December. It, it is very disruptive to start so early. But I think as much as the NPL is a big deal, we're three weeks away from all these NPL teams playing their first FFA Cup tie. And that's the big one for South. They need to get to the national round of 32. They need that national spotlight, potentially a match on Fox Sports televised around the country. And in three weeks' time, they need to peak regardless of whether they draw a team like FC Strathmore from State League 3, or whether they draw a fellow NPL rival. Now, Teo, in the week that uh, championship-winning managers have been sacked, I'm just wondering if you're prepared, I don't know in your esteemed position, whether you're prepared to tell us who's the first coach (laughs) of which team is likely to get sacked in the NPL season. I mean, we can say South Melbourne if you want, but uh, is there any form, do you think, that's coming through in terms of maybe a surprise packet? We talked... um, we talked about a couple of surprising results today. Any surprising teams for you three weeks into the season? I think I think a lot of the surprises uh, now after we had last week to sort of get used to it are starting to... Maybe we can accept that the big boys are, are no longer going to have their way with this league and the teams that have been newly promoted, we saw St Albans tonight get their first point away at Heidelberg, which is a great result for them. Uh, you look at North Geelong Warriors only just losing to the Bentley Greens last week and they play another promoted team, Kingston, on Monday night. That'll be huge. And uh, Green Gully lost to Arthur Pappas, their coach, to Saudi Arabia during the week. They now go to newly promoted Berlin on Monday night away on the synthetic. That's going to be an incredibly tough game for them. So I think it's more we're going to have to get used to the idea of it being an even league. Maybe last year's points tally that finished top of the table is something that no club should really be aspiring to at this point because it looks as though the lower teams are going to pick up a lot more points. And we haven't actually worked out who's in relegation trouble just yet. It's probably just what we came into the season with. But I think the gully one is going to be huge as well. They've got to change their coach, Brian Venega. The 20s coach has come in and taken over. But the Pappas move is one that you can't deny. It's the chance to go to a mid-table team in the Saudi Pro League. Uh, unfortunately for Gully, it means they lose their coach two games into the season. Now, Teo, given uh, that uh, both South Melbourne and Heidelberg haven't had a good round, next week's game, is that going to be the biggest one of the round um, for, for both teams, but also for, for the competition as a whole? I think so. When Heidelberg plays South Melbourne or vice versa at Lakeside, it, it is among the three or four biggest crowds of the year. And I would be stunned if it's a person less than 4,000. I would hope 5,000 potentially at Olympic Village next week. It's the chance for the people who might only come once or twice a year to really pick their moment and say, well, if we're going to go along, experience the atmosphere, be part of a big crowd but still have that suburban feel, this is the one. And Olympic Village on a Saturday night, it's going to be you know March, it's going to be good weather. And I really do think that we're going to see a huge crowd, great atmosphere. And last year's semi-final, 
South Melbourne coming from a goal down to win and advance to the grand final means that they've got a little bit of recent history as well. Uh, the rivalry hasn't dissipated at all. George Katsakis coaches uh, Heidelberg United and he's always a, a passionate, colourful character on the sidelines and he's got Jeff Oliver there as his assistant, the Socceroos legend. So, you know, you get the good names, the big names on the pitch and the big names off it and I really do think it'll be a 5,000 crowd next week at Olympic Village to see two teams who, who need it. South backs to the wall, Heidelberg have picked up one point out of a possible six in the last two weeks. So there's something at stake. And even though it's not the consequences of a semi-final, it's the bragging rights. And it's also a chance to really put one over the arch rival early in the seat. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and you uh, want to go and watch a mm. good game of football, make sure you get to Olympic Village next week. Which, which, what day is it on, uh, Teo, just off the top? Saturday night, 7.30 kickoff. Thank you very so, much. Prime time. Excellent. It is prime time. So, uh, you know, it's always fantastic stuff getting there and uh, watching, you know, South Melbourne and Heidelberg. Hey, Teo, as always, thank you very much for that wrap and uh, we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Pleasure, guys. Thank you. There's the Football Federation Victoria's media manager, Teo Palazzeri. Hey, always good to talk about local football. Yes, Warren? I was just going to say, maybe we should go out. Maybe Carlos might be able to take us out, do a town hall meeting at Heidelberg (laughs) or Port Melbourne or something during the season and... Have a bit of the local cuisine what, as we what, watch an MPL game. You rubbing shoulders with the average man in the street? Well, I was down at Point Cook today, Carlos, with the dog. So <laughs> that's pretty average. That he's my best mate. So does he, does he barrack for City as well, or is he victory? Uh, no, he didn't say much this morning as I kicked him along the. <laughs> oh. well, no, I didn't. Jeez, so I say that? Cute. No, I said I didn't. Let's move from RSPCA's on the line. <laughs> Let's move from NPL Victoria. We're not talking about Melbourne back City to the A League. No, no, we're going to go to some calls now oh, because very they've good. been very patient holding on while we were talking to Teo. Let's go to Maz on nine four two nine eleven sixteen from Taylor's Lakes. G'day, Maz, and welcome to the Four Diego's Saturday Night Fever. Oh hi! Thanks for waiting, Maz. Yeah, no, it's all good. I was just wondering, um, Adelaide if like are falling apart, yeah, and as you said, Aloisi, the Aloisi brothers might go there, but I think that Mark Rudin wouldn't be, like, a bad, a bad mm. choice for that gig for Adelaide, with, like, a mentor of Cozzy. Uh, yeah. A mentor as well. Well, they do a show together, a couple of shows together, or have. Yeah, so look, I, look I think Mark Rudin's the, the, the coach in waiting, isn't he? I mean, everyone's linking him to any uh, openings uh, around the traps. It was interesting that that he didn't wasn't he didn't get the Wellington job. Uh, the the word is he did go for that, and uh, and uh, you know there might be I don't know there might be a couple of, a bit of a reluctance around Mark because he hasn't he's done very well at the MPL level but he hasn't had the in the uh, sorry the A League experience as a coach. He's played at that level, not coached. But you know uh, at some stage someone might give him a go. But he always got to play the politics a little bit, and um, and I think from memory he did spend some time at Adelaide. Playing, yes, he did. Uh, yeah, he did. So, uh, so he's got a bit of a connection there. So you never know. You never know. That might be a good uh, go there, Maz. He bit might... of left field thinking there yeah, from Maz. Absolutely, Look, he agreed like with that. you during the week too, Carlos, by talking about Melbourne City getting in a huddle as sort of like yeah, it's garbage, false isn't it? bravado. Yeah, it's you garbage. know, false it's garbage. Teammanship. You, you show that indoors. You don't have to show that out. out hey, victory do that indoors. Tim, that was Tim's idea. Timmy wanted the, the huddle because you know he gets, he gets to be yeah. under there and uh, speak. Yeah. Um, w- just on the fact that uh, Teo mentioned that uh, Arthur Pappas is now going to Saudi Arabia, given that Arthur Pappas has also coached in India and he's, you know, he's, he's done well in the FFA Cup and so forth, how long before someone like Arthur gets a chance at A-League level, you know? It'll be a long time. Long time. Yeah, it's that, unfortunately, there's still a big gap. 
And the big problem is if you're coaching an NPL and you've not coached at A-League, uh, people will keep on saying you'll have to come through the system, be an assistant, and if you know the coach gets sacked, you'll get a short-term contract like Volcanus, and you have to prove yourself. That's the only way in if you're a, for a coach that's playing in the NPL, or sort of coaching in the NPL. And Arthur's probably got as big a name as anyone out there at that level, um, and there's a reason why he's probably gone off to Saudi Arabia because he hasn't been considered for any A-League mm. jobs. Thanks for your call, Maz. Let's go to Joe in Wallen. G'day, Joe. Welcome to the final whistle. Thanks, guys. I uh, love your show. A couple of questions for you in regard to Ben Kalfala. I just, uh, how come he's not playing? Can you? Uh... Well, uh, I know. Town hall I, meeting, I've Carlos. Not, I've, not, um, I've not read anything. I've not heard anything. But as I walked in the studio tonight, the boys mm. were talking about Robbie Slater suggesting that there's a contractual, uh, they're at loggerheads over the contract. Well, there's a clause in his contract, contract which triggers uh, another year. Yep. Now, I think there's, um, I think Victory have indicated they'd like to wait. Um, and I, I don't Is the clause the amount of games he I'm plays? I'm not 100% sure because yeah. we, he didn't go into it into too much detail. Go out and Rodrigo. No, well, no, I don't, yeah. no, I'm not going to speculate because yeah. it's a contractual situation. And yeah. um, <laughs> no, no, I think that uh, Ben Kalfalara and his manager probably weren't too happy about that, so he's, he's sitting in the stands now. So is that anyone, his decision? Well, I'm not sure. So if anyone wants to... Because if that's a Dimi Payette-type move... I'm not sure, I'll tell you he's going to win it. But we're going to hear... <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to hear more about this throughout the week, of course. But uh, if you know the exact situation, if you're connected, uh, if you're the manager... If you're the player agent. If you're, if you're Ben. Yeah, if you're Ben. Fahid, we know he's listening. <laughs> Give us a ring. Set us straight because yeah. uh, we're getting a lot of text messages. Yeah. Uh, Joe in Wallens asked the question. Uh, let us know what, what was going on because he didn't look too happy in the stands tonight. In fact, the camera uh, spent some time on him and he, uh, you know, when he gets dragged off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he not happy when he gets dragged off at the 88th minute. But he had that game. look on his face in the stands tonight, uh, Warren. He loves it in Melbourne. His family loves it in Melbourne. Really wants some job security for next year. But is he a problem child, Rodders? Well, I think, I think Victory have played their best football this year with him in the team. So oh, Rodders. No, well I personally do. So at the moment I, I think I think he's the player they need. So um if you, you guys a, were talking about the lack of depth at the moment. Yeah, but if but he's, he's in been good, in a good mood, Carlos, I think yeah. you know maybe not, he's not had right a good now. season, not you're right, Rodders. Right. Right. No, he's been in a good yeah, mood. Yeah, but yeah. but you realise that I thought three weeks ago uh they brought uh Austin in. Uh, and I thought that was purely to get everyone up to speed a bit match fit before the finals start and I thought they were rotating. But it was interesting to see him not being involved in the last three weeks. So this contractual issue may have been lingering for a while, and now it's come to a bit of a log, a bit of a, a head here, and uh, and that's probably why. Well, look again, we're speculating, but yeah, it no, is it is twenty one minutes past eleven on a Saturday oh, night. We can speculate, speculate, right? It's a time. Uh, there's pros- trouble. Yeah, we will speculate. There's yeah, but, trouble but in. No, 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 actually, there's <laughs> the no trouble room. because you know he's going to win that very very quickly if. Ben, ben Kalfala is uh, is agitating anyway. They're just going to shut the but door. Not when Kevin Musselman goes off to Rangers. Do, do you know what happened? That's right. Um, FBK sort of once he's he's had a sniff that he, he could have a job at uh, Rangers, and he heard that uh, <laughs> Muskie's been approached by Rangers, and you know, playing bees falling apart for him too. <laughs> hey Joe, you said you had another point. My other question is, uh, as far as Kevin Muskett goes uh, with Rangers, uh, can you tell us anything about that? 
Well, he won't talk about it, and, uh, which means there must be something no, to it. No, no, because I don't think there is anything to it because Craig Moore, I think the link happened because Craig Moore was linked to Rangers as mm. a director of football. He's a legend over there. He's captain of five uh, SPL titles with them, and uh, he's, he's one of their best players ever in that in that squad, especially in the last 20 years or so. And so when he was mentioned, and the fact that Kevin Muscat's his best mate and coaching a big club in Australia, and given the SPL isn't as uh, high profile as it used to be, I think a lot of the you know media over there probably put two and two together. And of course... Craig Moore has categorically stated in the last week or so that he's not going. But isn't it a bit of a stretch for that? Even though they're best mates, you know, this story, they just don't make up a story like this. No, they they would have got... The the Scottish media would have got a story that Craig Moore was being talked to Mm. and Craig Moore would have maybe mentioned, well, I've got a coach for you too. Right. So he would have mentioned the fact that Kevin Muscat (laughs) might be ready, an old boy, right? (laughs) Good on Craig Moore. Yeah, of course. But he would have been charged with the... Responsibility of recruiting a coach. coach. Right, yep. So, anyone said, look, Muskie's doing well here. It's a big club in Australia. You know, Melbourne Victory would probably win the SPL title <laughs> that over there. So, um, so maybe that all came. But, uh, but uh, Joe, he's not talking about it. I think Craig Moore shut it down. I mean, the reason why Craig Moore left Scotland, he would have a job over there, by the way, Craig Moore, if he was there. He left Scotland so his kids can grow up in Australia. And it really doesn't make much sense him, you know, changing his mind, taking the kids back at Scotland and, and working over there just doesn't make sense. If Craig Moore doesn't go, I can't see Kevin Muscat going. But then again, we're speculating. We're but speculating. it is now 23 minutes past 11. Smoke, on fire, we can do that. smoke at, fire, Carlos, yeah. is the same. At uh, 23 minutes past 11, Carlos, <laughs> if, if Muskie did go to uh, Rangers, that would be good for his career, wouldn't it? Of course. Uh, of course you, you've got to give it a go. He might fail over there, but you've got to give it a go. Uh, but by the way, victory wouldn't miss a beat. I, I, I certainly, Victory is the sort of club that, yes, I think he's been good for Victory. They've won titles, won silverware on the musket. But if he went over there, Victory are a mature club now where they would replace him with a good coach. And I don't think they go through the Majulton, Mehmet Durakovic era again. I think they learnt a lot from that. Go straight to Guillermo. Well... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Mel- Nick, Melbourne's maybe, a big yeah, city. Yeah, I'm not sure He'd what they very, would do. Very, very tired. But they, but they know how big <laughs> a job that is. Yep. They know they they can't muck around with that job. And victory wouldn't miss a beat. But Muskie, for his own career, if he had the opportunity, he's got to go. He has yeah, to go. You can't say no. Thanks for your call there, Joe. Let's go to Shane in Rosebud. G'day, Shane. Welcome to the final whistle. G'day, boys. Thanks for making the drive home easier. Oh, thank <laughs> you for listening. Guys, just on uh, the hit as well, I've... Uh, also heard rumour that he's almost uh, triggered a clause that gives him another contract for next season. Is that the number uh, of games there, Shane, that he's got to play? Yeah, I, be- I believe so. Okay, so it must be the club then not playing him. Well, and, and that brings it to another point. Does that mean now that the board's sticking the starting eleven? <laughs> well, look, maybe the responsibility... Look, sometimes what happens is the responsibility for contractual issues rests with the football department, and that means Paul Tromboli is a football operations manager, and also Kevin Musket. And ultimately, the board would say, listen, you guys get to pick your squad for next year. You guys get to recruit. You guys get to shed your squad or send people away. And I think the responsibility is Paul Trimboli's and Kevin Musket's. And, and you know, if they're, if they're, you know, hesitating, there must be a reason. I mean, he's played good football this year, but there are different times when he does suck a bit. And maybe 
you know, has he been so, so good this year that you tolerate a play that sucks? No, they'd want to make this decision at the end of the year or early next year. They, they have oh, to... but they're planning for squads now, Rod. Oh, well, or even before. Like, so... obviously, you know, four or five weeks ago, they might have been planning. They might have been planning, you know, I mean, apparently Wenger at Arsenal is planning for the Australian tour now. Mm. You know, and, and, what's, and the players are recruiting at Arsenal for next year. So this is happening, you know, eight or nine months before a decision has to be made. Well, there you go. So mm. if, it's, if it's related to that, then they've made a decision. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Shane, I, I would be really surprised if the board has any influence on that. Uh, they just give a budget to Kevin Musk at Paul Trimboli, and they have to just pick the squad and work within it, and they live and die by who they pick and recruit. Thanks for your call there, Shane. Really appreciate that. It's 27 minutes past 11. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping, uh, it's underway this year, of course. If you are interested and if you have a child or you're a young gun yourself, give them a call on 94098800 and they will look after you. They will show you the wonderful grounds and the wonderful program they've got going at the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's in Epping. Carlos, who's your young gun? Yes, people expected me to pick someone, even if it's young at heart for Melbourne Victory, but I'm going to go the other way. The young boy in goals for Adelaide, Daniel. Daniel Magush oh, yes. uh, did very well. He came in. He's a third uh, string keeper there. Galekovic is injured at the moment. Uh, John Hall, I don't, don't think he's injured. I think he just was, isn't up to it at the moment. He's had a few games and he's mucked up a bit. So they've brought the young kid in, Daniel Magush. His second game, second senior game in the A-League, and I thought he was terrific tonight. Makes um, a nice save. Some good yes, saves. Um, yep. Good parries. And when he parries, he throws himself and he rolls. <laughs> That's like, a sign a, of a very that. good goal. Yeah, like he just parries it away and then he just rolls. And he I got love that, that uh, from Brandan. Oh, uh, did he? The rolls. <laughs> Fantastic. So for me, the... Uh, the Northern young Football gun. Academy young gun of the night is Daniel Magush, the goalkeeper for Adelaide. Thank you very much there, Carlos. Hey, let's take a break now on a night where Melbourne Victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1. It's, uh, what is it, 1-0 uh, still in Perth with Perth Glory ahead of Western Sydney Wanderers. Let's take a break and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. There you go, a bit of disco on Saturday Night Fever. Here on the Four Diego's, Warren bopping, standing up actually, uh, dancing to that. Uh, it's after eleven thirty, so Warren gets up and dances. Melbourne <laughs> City time. It is well, we can make it Melbourne City time very, very shortly. Then tonight, Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United two one in the sixty ninth minute in Perth. They're having another break. Uh, what for? It's it's hot in Perth. One it's, nil. It's apparently it's too it's cold in Perth, so they've you know, they're warming up with some. Warming it's nine thirty at night. A warm tea. Unless Unless it's a thousand it's degrees, like, it's like you've never been to Perth. It actually gets really hot. Okay, I've been to the Perth wet... more often than you, Carlos. And I'll tell you, what, you know more about the web wet bulb than, <laughs> than you admit. Right? He's got a wet bulb, I Carlos. I don't, I don't know what I'm alluding to there, but <laughs> I don't know it's, it's just a, such a strange uh, term, the wet bulb. It's ridiculous. You're a I'm wet just bulb, telling, Warren. I'm telling you now, it's not that hot. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you've been to Perth, tell us how hot it is um, right now. Hey, we were talking about uh, Fahid Ben Kalfala, um, and there's a couple of text messages um, who have basically uh, told us we were speculating. Yeah. We, we all thought that it was a, a trigger in his contract in, in the number of games that he needs to play for next year. Hi guys, if Ben Kalfala plays one more game, it triggers another year of his contract. Regards, just, Chris. Thanks for that. Chris. I know what you're going to do. Not Fairly put him emphatic. in that. And this no. is the thing. I'm. I agree. I agree that 
if he's not in their best team on form, okay, don't play him. Okay, that's fine. Don't play him. But clubs agree to these contracts. They agree to them. Okay, yeah, change, and then if cynically, well, Carlos, let's <laughs> speculate for a second. It's after eleven thirty. Let's do wild speculation. He's been good enough to play every game this season. Every game. No, he wasn't. He actually didn't start the first six games or something. He was quite he's poor been early on, on. He's played a part in every game this season, whether off the bench or on. So he's been good enough to make their team. And suddenly, within one game of a trigger, he's suddenly not good enough. Well, Warren... What in the hell no, is no, going on? Everyone knows what's going on. Don't write it in the contract. Obviously... Kevin Musket and Paul Trimboli. That's nice, Carlos. Nice, calm. Yes. Language. Obviously, Paul Trimboli and Kevin Musket. Defending victory no, again, Carlos. It's all defending about squad victory again. list management. That's what they call it. He's list suddenly manager. not good enough one game. Well, you know what I'll say. You it, don't know what's happened by no, way of I've never been in a professional sporting no. context. That's true. And, and in fact, how the hell have you been part of a football show for 25 years? <laughs> Just quietly. Paul, anyway, Paul List Management, Carlos. Paul List Management. It's true. He's triggered, he's triggered one or two contracts. <laughs> he got up. in. He his, got his redundancy <laughs> would cost a lot. So we're going to have to just keep yeah, it. I, I, look, you didn't do the numbers, yeah, Carlos. Yeah. And, you know, it was like if Warren does one more show, he's in for the next five <laughs> so years. So why did he they was... put it in the contract initially then? Because at that point in time, they probably thought he's probably got another year in him. And he might deserve, if he has a blinding of year and he's a good he hasn't team been a man poor player this and he's year. not a cancer in the squad. He hasn't been a poor he, player. You reckon well, Kevin Musket... Can control cancer. Well, they've, they've he looked cures at, cancer they've in the looked Melbourne at Victory Stadium. They've looked at Austin. They're probably saying these guys are better long term than yeah, what. But ben they Cowboy. wrote the contract so, and signed the contract, so, so the contract's meaningless, and, and, is it? And right now, they're not in breach of the contract. Hmm. They're not playing him because they don't want. To, well, I'm assuming they don't want to trigger that other game, and he's probably reacting in a way. They're saying, "Well, oh, would you react kindly, dude?" Well, if you're going to react the way he, he took might them be, on face value, well, sometimes it, uh, these things are a test. As well maybe, from the club, yeah. so oh, maybe no, no, it, yeah. they are, they are. Warren, no, don't be naive. We know you live in La La Land. Reflection on society. <laughs> well, look at look at football around the lack world. Lack of honesty. It's cutthroat. Lack of honesty. Yeah. Fake news. Warren, <laughs> there it's is, like there a is, fake contract. There is actually a text here. I hate listening to fake media. Donald of Washington. <laughs> Thank you very much, but, Donny. Warren, what happens? At this level, they have to make decisions week to week. I don't but understand what happens if at they this don't level. trigger this. If they don't trigger this extra, if they are playing for another game and they don't trigger it, they're actually not. They're not in breach because the contract says that obviously, according to this tech, this SMSer, that you've got to play a certain amount of games to trigger this extra year. If they don't play him, they're not in breach. But there's going to be all this speculation, though. The club's going to have to deal with you know this you know at okay. some point. That's okay, and, and, but you, you, but obviously. If they're not going to play him because I don't want to trigger this, yeah, no, they clause, have to just come out and say it. Yeah, well, come we'll, out we'll and do say that. it. You know yes, what they do? Maybe they, but you might you might need him later on. No, I, well, that's and, what I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that you know they've got themselves in a little bit of a bind. They have uh, because. You know, if they want to win the premiership this year, he's a key player. I think. Oh, I don't think he's key. Well, I think he's. Oh, no, I think you he's. Don't. You know, I don't an think important he's key. player. FBK, he's got to go to his kid's uh, child care. Get, get a little kid uh, with gastro. Put the little kid with gastro in at victory. So gastro just takes <laughs> over. Oh, right. And then it's kind of like we've well, got to play him. Well, then we've got to play him. Then he is a, definitely a key player. But they no, are in a. You can't no. deny Carlos. They're in a bind. For me, he's not that important. Okay, we're talking about. 
human beings here and it's their, you know, it's their livelihood. But he's not so important that you can't make this decision now. They can they win can, without they, him at they the can, moment. They can win without him. Austin and Ingham are obviously the future yeah. for them. They're looking ahead to who they're recruiting next year. They're talking to people already, and they're probably having a second thoughts on Ben Kalfala. And, and he no might not be happy, but that's the way football is. I think that's clearly what's happening, yeah. Carlos. Don't write into do. the contract then. That's all All right, so 9429-1116 have a few calls waiting to talk. Uh, let's go to Dino in Greenvale. Thanks for holding, Dino, and welcome to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, first of all, let's not go to city time too early. I'm sure all five of their members are well. <laughs> <laughs> Warren's still here. Um, I just wanted to talk about Best Apparition. I think he's not getting as much credit as he should be. He's flying under the radar a little bit. He's, uh, he's leading the golden boot race, playing, playing quite well, in my opinion. He's not getting many chances, but when he gets them, he, he buries them. This time last year, we were talking about Bruno Forderoli and how good he was, but now it seems like no one's talking about best. Well, I said that just earlier in the show. Uh, thanks, uh, Dino. That uh, I, I, you I just posed... didn't say that. You, no, you no. Said I posed the question: but... Do I think that uh, is best? Do we rate best more as a striker than we do Fornaroli? As good as Fornaroli is, and I, I tend to think that at the moment, best is making taking his chances. His goal today was absolutely sublime with the outstep. And uh, last week against um, the Mariners, he, he got through a few plays. He didn't quite uh, finish it, but he's just showing his capacity to to sort of, uh, you know, get in tight or, 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 or control those tight spaces and, and get a look in at goal. And I think he's a bit, bit fantastic. Now, I just don't want him taking any more penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know, he, look, he's, uh, he's so important to that team. And... It'll be interesting to see when he's got to go off on an international duty with Kosovo in a couple of weeks' time, how they cope. Um, and when he comes back, I mean, he's such, a, he's such an energetic... Uh, he's so... I mean, you get all of him when he plays, but he hasn't had to mingle that or integrate that with international duty where he's got to travel over the other side of the world to play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they don't have him in the team. And then when he comes back, how long it takes him to get back into his rhythm again. Because he, he's a rhythm-type player. And, you know, all credit to him. I've got so much respect for Barisha. I mean, there was, we had final whistle, whistle shows this year <laughs> where people were calling for him to be sacked and, and to be dropped. And, and from really for that moment, he started scoring again. And just getting everyone's faith mm. again. So, uh, yeah, I've got. He's just such a champion of the of the of the league. And um, yeah, but it will be interesting to see what happens when victory don't have him for a while. And he's been doing what he's doing for such a long time in the A League too. So the fact that he he was great at Brisbane and now he's replicating it at yeah at, at uh, victory. He scored his fiftieth goal for victory tonight, which is a, a fantastic milestone as well. Thanks for your call, Dino. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Tom in Clarinda. G'day, Tom. Welcome to the Four Diego's Saturday Night Fever. Thanks, boys. I'd like to share a bizarre experience of mine, and I'm actually a, I've been a member for Victory for the last 11 years, since year dot. And tonight I was at Amy Park and missed my game. You missed the game? Yes, I did. How did you miss uh, the game? What, what do you mean? Well, I actually, my missus actually went, decided to go overseas without checking the date with me. And I had to take her to the airport and... Uh, uh, missed again, and I gave my card to friends, uh, including a mate who uh, had never seen the last match. So hmm. I uh, sent them to the game for me. Uh, on my way back, the game was uh, in progress, and I made my way to Amy Park and uh, 
waited for them outside. And when they finished the game and came out, we had a kick on outside on the uh, mm-hmm. grassland there. Yeah, so uh, it's a bit bizarre because I've never missed my home games if I have choice. And yet, I'm at any park and missed the game. Oh, oh that's a that's bit of bad luck you. there. But, bad uh, luck, but good on you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's you know not a bad strike rate. Yeah, there'll be a replay somewhere in one of the pubs along Swan Street, Tom. So you might be able to get that. But uh, yeah, that's uh, what. Well, look, taking your wife to the airport, I think, is much Most more important, important. than oh. uh, than it's watching. A pity his football. wife didn't tell him that. She was actually going overseas. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think you and your wife need to talk a lot more. Uh, you know, clearly a bit of a communication gap, Tommy. But, uh, hey, thanks for your call. I yeah. hope you had a nice little kick around outside yeah. in the concourse there at Amy Park. Yeah. Have you got to maybe keep a calendar somewhere, yeah. Tom? Yeah, send each other notes, you know, mm. sticky notes. I think text that, messages. Yeah. Love you, babe. Going to the airport. Yeah. Going to the game. Off to Europe for the next six months. <laughs> thanks for your call there, Tom. Hey, um... It's uh, still, it's 1-0 Perth Glory ahead of Western Sydney Wanderers in the 79th minute at NIB Stadium. In the earlier game tonight, uh, Wellington defeated uh, Brisbane Raw 2-1. Maybe if she'd, he'd called sooner, she wouldn't have gone to the airport. We could have fixed it up, you know. We, I feel that we, we could, could have, have just, built a bridge between those he two. He could have just dropped her off on the way to the game. You should have really? called the Diego's before because we would have got you yeah, in. We, <laughs> we would have got we you in. Help, of course. We could have helped. We yeah. know people. <laughs> hey, Melbourne victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1 tonight. Rohass and Barisha scoring for victory, as did Elrich for Adelaide. Amy Park in front of about 19 to 20-odd thousand people. Yep. Hey, uh, it's, uh, that's the official crowd as far as we're concerned. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. It is the Four Diego's Saturday Night Fever here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of disco. Thanks for joining us tonight. Melbourne Victory defeated Adelaide United 2-1-1-0 in Perth at the moment. Uh, they are in front of Western Sydney Wanderers in the 83rd minute. Wow. They'll win, West uh, Perth. They'll win. <laughs> but the other thing, you know KC and the Sunshine Band? I've heard of them. They were... How many... There, was, there seemed to be so many members of that band. Like, yep. they had... Trumpets. They it's had. like a Manchester City they, squad. They, they, yeah. they were just. They had depth. If anyone can tell us how many people actually yep. were bona fide members yep. of KC and the Sunshine Band, I'd really like to know because whenever you saw them, yep. they had singers, horns, they were an orchestra, brass, it's like a Melbourne Scar Orchestra. You've seen how big yeah. they are. Imagine, imagine sharing the fee. The oh. gig fee. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's hard enough for four of us. Oh, yeah. They didn't yeah, make yeah, much well, money, Carlos. No, 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 they wouldn't be. Half a glass of beer. How <laughs> many people were in the KC and Sunshine Band? Hey, uh, Rodrigo, can I just uh, interrupt uh, Daryl James, who sa- yes. he tweeted today. He said, happiest son in the country tonight. Jimmy won a prize for best callers on Four Diego's. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Jimmy was the kid who described the Rojas goal. So good on <laughs> yeah, you, Jimmy. That was probably the call of the night there, yep. uh, Jimmy. Well done. Did you get a ticket? He did. He did get a Very ticket, good. Warren. Um, just off the text message here. How does a club with three million more in the cap not lay a glove on Sydney? There's John in Port Melbourne, obviously talking about yeah. uh, Melbourne City. And Did uh, he watch the game, John? As per usual, he says, uh, as, a, as an afterthought, doing the heavy lifting and City letting down our great state. Yes. <laughs> I'd like true. to say something. And going on record about the Melbourne City game because we've got thirteen minutes to you know twelve minutes now to talk about the City game. Am I going to get upset by fantastic. what you're about to say? They were fantastic in the first twenty minutes. Championship winning football. It was, it was a sort of. Remember, I said last week that they mm. haven't been tested against the good side that closed them down in midfield, and until they do that, uh, and in this in this instance, it was Sydney. 
uh, and do that and overcome that. I didn't think that they would be a threat in the finals, but they showed in that first 20 minutes that they can. And the whole musket send-off changed the game. Certainly. So I've said that. Have you listened to that, Warren? Yep. Now, <laughs> the minute they went down to 10 men, they gave up. That's... They just gave up. They, they threw, the, threw in the towel. We're down to 10 men. They were really Sydney just took over, and it was comfortable for Sydney. Were you for the watching rest of the, the game? game? Yeah. You were watching the game. That okay, was. so let's get this in chronological order. Okay, yeah. let's get this in the absolute order. Musket gets sent off. Yep. Okay, after getting a yellow. Okay, which, Melbourne which City, was a yellow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. complaining. Melbourne yeah. City score immediately after. They go into halftime one-one. Yeah. So they'd given up. At the 30-minute mark when second Musket half, gets off. Second oh, half. So, okay, second half okay, they gave you're up. Gonna be, it's semantics. But just no, no, a minute. because you're second wrong. Second half, Sydney completely took over, and Sydney hardly gave a yelp. Well, Melbourne City playing for 10 men, it's a bit like a Melbourne City supporter being in this studio. There are teams it's very that, difficult. There are teams, <laughs> there are teams that champion teams I'm talking about, they go down to 10 men, and they may not win the game, but they'll fight tooth and nail to stay in that game. They almost gave it to Sydney in that second half where Sydney really controlled the game and Melbourne City hardly troubled them. I am absolutely convinced. That's why people haven't warmed to Melbourne City. I'm sorry. That's why there's been an article this week about the fact that I think the average crowds are, are down this year, even though they've got Timmy Cale, because of the identity or the lack of identity that Melbourne City have. Now, they, it's that sort of performance where against a really, really good side where they've just almost said, oh, look, we're down to 10 men. That's enough of an excuse. That's just... If we lose this game, it's fine because of whatever. It's a psychological thing, but that's how it looked in that second no, half. I, I disagree. I, I walk away from that game last night absolutely convinced that Melbourne City's best in a cutthroat final series if everything can goes, beat anyone. If everything goes their way, the minute, the minute no. they hit it some sort of Speed hump, they, it, you know, it's like we had to get up at 5.30 in the morning to get to Newcastle. Oh, woe no, is me. No, see, we, got, we went down to 10 men with musket being sent. Oh, woe is me. You can Just, make things up, Carlos, if you're if a championship like. team, you've got to go through that stuff. It completely changed the dynamics of the whole game. And, Kale has to come off. Tonic, Tonic comes on. And why didn't Tonic start the game? Good question. See, are you questioning mis- Sean Volcanus? You're completely are you questioning Sean. You're Sean. completely misconstruing the problem. <laughs> you're misconstruing the problem and making things up about them giving up. I mean, in the end, Michael Volcanus got the selection wrong. Now, I can see Manny Musket playing if Ivan Franich is injured, for instance. Okay, or there's an injury to Josh Rose and he doesn't get to play. Okay. But when you've got a guy who started in central defence last week and did a good job, and for some, I, I, I'd love him to call us up and explain because when, when it's inexplicable. Fit, when everyone's fit under Volcanus, Tonic doesn't play. Well, that's ridiculous. It's, it happened since the, the minute that John Van Skip left the country, uh, where Tonic was part of the first eleven. The minute Volcanus took over, Tonyuk is suddenly a young guy who's on the bench. It's been like that. Last week he played. He made a few errors, by the way, last week. But, you know, you've got to give the kid, you know, again, the chance well, to... Well, he gave away the free kick last night that led to the second goal. That handball that sh- but was, su- suddenly, was suddenly, ridiculous. You know, and you Jack, start draining the confidence of these kids if you don't back them. Has the Brendan goblet lost its shine? Because I, I, I personally <laughs> You'd think... You'd like to think so. No, hold on a minute. I'm, I'm just... Want, 
because I, I, I actually think I quite like City when they start with him. I think they, they're just a more dynamic and um, more attacking and aggressive unit. But he's been coming off the bench. Yeah, but Vinny, I think uh, from the, the time... The Tim Cale decision to play affects Brandon. Yeah, he doesn't but, play. And also, I think after the, the furor around him diving mm-hmm. and getting sent off, and I think it's been a bit stop-start for him, and he's probably lost a bit of confidence. He's probably second-guessing. I mean, he was interviewed not so long ago saying that, I play from instinct. The minute I have to start thinking on the field to hold back in a tackle or hold back my theatrics with diving and simulation, it changes my game completely. And he's probably doing too much thinking at the moment and not playing as well as uh, he, he had earlier in the season where he's playing from instinct. But a player like that, are you going to lose? I mean, that's right. He, if you're asking, I don't know that you can ask a player like that to change. No, I, I agree. I think he's, for me, like a Danny Tiado. You take the good with the bad. And uh, and you know that Danny Tiadi was going to be sent off five times a year, and sometimes it's going to cost you games. But you always played him because when he was at his best, and he was you know mm. teetering on that on that line, he was fantastic for you. And I think Brandan's the same. You just got to say to Brandan, listen, just do what you do, and and if you get sent off or you get criticised for diving, we have got to cop that sweet. Well, my my, thing, my biggest thing for Melbourne City is the fact that I don't think they know what their best. 11 players are. Like, Tim Cale came back came back in for Brandan last night. I think Jakobsen plays, and he probably plays with, well, it doesn't really matter once he comes back in. But the interesting thing is, you know, Colazzo didn't play last night. Now, is Kamau, he injured? Is he injured? Well, I think, yeah, they said he had a groin injury last night that he couldn't play that he got during the week. You know, Nick Fitzgerald... And was good. for all my criticism of Nick Fitzgerald, I'm actually like, you don't like. No, him. I'm taking responsibility <laughs> no, no, for the fact like that him. he's pulled <laughs> he's pulled out some good. He was outstanding last night. He yes. made he made um he made Sydney look Zulo Zulo yeah. in particular look really ordinary. And particularly on that side when Frenich is overlapping with Fitzgerald, they had a lot of joy in that part of the field. Look, they don't know their best team. And the strange thing is. The thing that confuses the situation is Tim Cale. Like they said that he pulled up sore from Coffs Harbour. They saved him against Wellington. Then he comes back last night. Brandan goes out. It's pretty clear to me Brandan's not going to be the type of player that you're going to get an impact off the bench. As much as he, you would think that he's that type of player, I think he really needs to start and get into games and, and really go forward. I, Kilkenny and Bratton, to me, are back in good form. I thought Kilkenny was really, really good last night until he had to go back and play a little bit deeper. So I think I think City are going okay, are tracking okay. I don't think they gave up like you do. I think their best 20 minutes is good enough. And I think... But everything's got to go well for them. Yeah, I think that's most teams. No, some teams got more resilience. Well, I've got to say, Donnie in Washington, who sent us a text message yep. before about fake news, has yep. just sent us another one. This is more like what I want to hear. Keep it up, Diego's. <laughs> Donnie of Washington is happier us talking about Melbourne City. Any yeah, relation? But, yeah, but someone said something to you. Carlos, what do you want? Carlos, what do you want? Yep, Carlos, so. really? Were you at the game? <laughs> Vinny, did you see the dribble that Brandan nearly scored from? Um, I think I, you're, you're but, a big but, fan. But I'm rating him. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Be, yeah. Precisely because of that, I'd be starting the guy. I, I think. The way City play, just to back off, just to really get this on the record, <laughs> the way City up. played uh, up until Muskets got sent off is as good as any team has played this year, because they were they were playing they were, good. Uh, they were playing a Sydney team that could not handle their uh, movement of the ball. They the could method. not they could not handle the pressure that City put on them when they didn't have the ball. And for, so those people out there think I'm anti City. I'm saying 
what they did in the first 20 minutes, up until Musker got sent off, what they did was as good as any team has played this year against really good opposition. It, but it's hugely disappointing what they delivered in that second half. It wasn't that they played poorly, but they just accepted the situation. You know? He's just here, Johnny Port Melbourne's after Warren, of course. Come on, Warren. It was pretty ordinary. Sydney won in a canter. Pretty disappointing season. Stop sugarcoating it. Um, this is what I... Hey, lads, awesome times here sitting, listening to the SEN app playing FIFA on the Sony and EPL back on tonight. The beautiful game all around me. Can't beat this except my steam dim sims just about finished up. Then I'm set Georgie and Melton living <laughs> the absolute yes. dream. Hey, uh, it was a big night tonight. That's it for this week's show, boys. Melbourne victory defeated uh, Adelaide United 2-0 at Amy Park. It's... Uh, 1-0 in Perth at the moment. Perth in front of Western Sydney Wanderers. In the earlier game, Wellington defeated Brisbane Raw 2-1. That's it for this week's show. So remember, Carlos. We were Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. The Samba Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls of their face. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be there. there. We are the Four Diegos. Olé. Olé.